What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming Bitcast. It's another Sunday, and we're coming at you about 12 minutes late uh, due to some technical issues this morning, but it looks like everything is good now. We can firmly blame Dan for all of this, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the one time I was here on uh, radio. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. That is true. It's true. I joined. Dan was the first one in this morning. So uh, I was the first everyone. one in. <laughs> camera just wasn't working yeah so sorry sorry for being late here for anyone uh, watching live but we're here we're ready to talk we've actually got a, uh, a really big show today in terms of news a lot of stuff happening a lot of reviews big games big news things to talk about i'm excited about so should be a real good one uh i'm your host ainsley bowden as always joined by my partners in crime mr danny boy himself dan rodriguez what's happening man the pipes the pipes are calling. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was. You yeah. just going to serenade us for the show? Yeah. Everything I talk about from here on out will be sung in a <laughs> very baritone. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. I'm excited to be here. No, no I'm good. <laughs> and Mr. Tie Guy Travis himself. What's happening, dude? McClunky. How are you? Good. I'm real good. I'm, good uh, I uh, I woke up this morning. I don't know about anyone else, but I woke up and I still felt exhausted because I was up late playing Forza again. And and, uh, and then I realized, like, I walked into my kitchen and the clock said it was 10. I woke up at 9, but it said it was 10 because I forgot about daylight savings and I panicked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, luckily, you know, I still had an hour. But, um, yeah, even with that extra hour of sleep, I'm still tired, but we're going to make it work. Yeah. I was awake for the uh, time switch. It didn't didn't help me at all get more sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. We were up. We, we decided to binge Ted Lasso. I've heard what, it's great. It's really good. And we got to like. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like one fifteen. I was like, "Is it one fifteen or is it two fifteen? And yeah. it's actually one. You know, I was like, "I don't know where we're at." You know, so it was just, it was just one of those things where I was like, "God, we better go to bed." This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we've got a big show today. We've got uh, obviously we're going to be talking about Forza Horizon Five. Um, now that it's uh, mainly out in the wild, it's kind of wild actually that uh, it's not actually fully released yet. It's, it's still early access. Yet, um, but we'll talk about that. My review, um, an IGN's review. Funny enough, to if it can speak to a little bit. Um, we can also talk about Elden Ring. We got gameplay this week, which looks. Phenomenal, and I can't wait to talk about it. We got new Halo Infinite details. Call of Duty Vanguard is out for whoever cares about that. Um, I, did, I honestly, so I realized that game was out like a day late, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I've heard nothing about this." And no, I know, weird. I know that's just, I know that's just my bubble. Like, I'm sure it has sold more copies than any game this yeah. year, but like. Yeah. My bubble is just so like not Call of Duty. Apparently, I didn't even know the game was out. It's yeah, kind of yeah it does seem very quiet for a new Call of Duty game, but that could be mine as well. Um, <clears throat> and also, we're going to be talking about Sega um, joining the strategic alliance with Microsoft and what that could mean, which is very interesting. So, uh, lady, <laughs> lady said, "So you're saying we should cancel Travis? You're getting canceled already?" Yeah, I know. Uh, best. Yeah, just for showing one. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we uh, jump into what we've been playing, though, I do want to say a quick thank you for last week's episode. Uh, Halloween episode was a ton of fun. Um, we got a bunch of uh, donations, which was excellent. So after, uh, you know, the stupid Google tax and Apple tax from uh, YouTube, uh, we did uh, donate $103 to Extra Life last week for the show Sweet. as well. So thank you very nice. much, everyone who showed up, hung out with us. Uh, that was a blast. 
We also learned so much about Dan and about ourselves in the process. <laughs> it's really, we, we like to get down and deep sometimes, you know, that was, a better uh, episode than the that, was, that was I, I opening and I uh, sewing shut eternally <laughs> at the same time. I just need to come up with a game like every week at the very end of the show. That, like, that was a go. great game. I I'm a huge fan of games on podcasts, <laughs> segments really. And that was a, uh, that was a hit, I think. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, Dan. Just uh, we used to do stuff like that with the guess the game and stuff, but yeah, yeah now we can just do guess if Dan liked this. Guess if Dan liked or hated yeah. the game. One every. Week. But you're gonna have to somehow find a, a decent average mix of yes and no. You can't or just pick your normal he... games because then it'll be 98 percent no, and it'll be too easy. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. He did a good job. All those games were were like I had no idea. I, yeah. I was just really it was a shot in the dark. So. <laughs> All right, so um, what we've been playing. So um, I think uh, Forza is on this list, but kind of save that for the bigger conversation we'll have after because I want to talk about Forza with, um, and I'm trying to train myself to say Forza, even though I don't like saying Forza. Um, what do you say? Forza, just because it's simpler. Oh, really? Never, <laughs> it's the Kansas uh, pronunciation. Yeah, that Forza. I yeah. can't even I've always it called it Forza, accent. but I, I guess you're right. There is no T. Yeah. That's how it's pronounced, Forza. Yeah, I've I've always pronounced it Forza, but I just oh. I I didn't, I've never like reflected on why I do that. I think probably <laughs> I heard I think I heard it first. I think I heard yeah. somebody say like Forza, and I was like, oh, okay, it's Forza. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, save that for the game of the year talk because uh, it is the highest rated the highest rated game of the year now. Um, but there's still a lot of people it seems that don't think it should be in the game of the year conversation. Um, so I want to have that chat with you guys um, along with all the other amazing games that have released this year. So, um, so with that in mind, um, who wants to talk about something good they've been playing? I see, uh, Dan, you got Guardians of the Galaxy up there, which I'm hearing Ooh. really good things about. Yeah, I, I, I was, I really was enjoying it, and then I hit a. I oh yeah, you get that bug. Yeah, the, oh man, it's whatever it is. I, I've uninstalled it and reinstalled it. I haven't actually gone back to try and see if that helped yet. Um, it, it, it's, it was just really. It sucked because you know you get used to these new consoles and they're and they're amazing to you know look at and they've got these smooth frame rates and it's like where has this been all my life? And then the entire game I had zero hiccups and chapter ten, chapter eleven, I, I don't know what happened. I was in the middle of a fight and uh, everything just like stopped. It was like stop motion and I was just like, man, this is crazy. And then it would kind of go away and then come back. Go away and come back, and it, it was just kind of all over the place. I'm pretty sure I'm like on the last guy, like the big so, boss. So something I'm just like, so, yeah, um, uh, something you might want to try. Um, I know a lot of people who like have problems with games. Usually, their go-to is to like hard reset their console. Like if you're on Xbox, that's like the go-to is you just like hold the button for a couple seconds or you unplug it. But the fact that quick resume exists now on certain games means that games could stay open even when you do that entire process, including right. if you hard reset your console. That's very true. So you, yeah. so you have to go to quick resume and actually like clear that out before you do a reset because sometimes that's the problem. Because I was doing that for a while. I was like, God, I'm resetting this game and it not only is it not fixing the issue, it's not even closing the app when I unplug it. And then I was like, <laughs> that's right, quick resume. Like it, it's a good and a bad because it, it, it makes it 
you have to go through more steps to uh, like actually reset something. So I don't know if you tried that, but that's a super weird problem because I had literally zero technical issues playing that game, and no one I know has had any issues no, playing it either. That's I what, know that's what drives me crazy. Yeah. I, I, like, I Luke reviewed it for us. I've talked to a bunch of people playing it, and I was like, no one's heard of this. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what it is, and it, it, it was problem. all of a sudden. That was the problem. Like there was a couple times where, like you know, you slide down these areas and you know you're kind of dodging and stuff. I mean, I, I just hit like 15 things on the way down because there was no yeah. way I could control it. But it, it, I mean, other than that, it's really good. I mean, it's it's not what I was expecting, even though I've seen a lot of people that were enjoying it. So it was maybe it's specifically it, a Dan problem. Have you be. checked for like baloney in the disk drive or something? <laughs> like a slice of but you know what? I have baloney here, so it's not you know out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I would just I would check for something very weird. Myers. Although you said disk drive, which Dan, I don't think he even knows what that is. To be fair, yeah, I don't really use Wait, it. Do you, That's why you I put must my have baloney a Series in. X though. That's why yeah. you put your baloney in it. It's your baloney yeah. storage center. That's right. <laughs> exactly. If it gets really warm, it smells delicious. All right, we we've taken a turn here. Yeah. Yeah, but other than Guardians, I, I played. I, I actually reloaded and downloaded Breakpoint again um, to see what, because I've kind of gone back and forth on that game. I think I reviewed it for the site, and then did you know and gave it I, a six? Did I? Yeah, probably Breakpoint. Right. Uh, yeah. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. So they have the one that came after Wildlands and wasn't received very well. That yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> no, they they've almost it's it's almost No Man's Sky it, but not to that level. You know, they've added so much stuff. They've given you your, you know, your teammates back, which was a, a huge miss when they released it. Uh, it was one changed... of the games with like uh, one of the, like the big actors that was like the yeah. bad guy or something. What, who's the actor? John, uh, what the hell is his name? The Punisher. That guy. That's Ains, right. Yeah, that's right. favorite yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You guys got a weird face. Yeah. I have nothing against the guy. Berenthal. The John guy. Berenthal. He's yeah. just not Punisher. Yeah, no, you know who's Punisher. We don't know. Punisher? We need a good one. He's a comic book character. You, yeah, you know I'm waiting for a good Punisher. Yeah. yeah, you didn't like Dolph. <laughs> All right. at, at least Dolph was big. <laughs> yeah. Or gosh, who was it? Thomas Jane? Thomas Wasn't Jane. he the Punisher? God, yeah, that was. was so bad. Thomas yeah. Jane was good. I mean, oh, no. wasn't. And John Travolta was, was the the villain. Yeah, oh, yeah that movie wasn't good, good, but I thought Thomas Jane was a good Punisher. I actually, I again, I like from the movies. I like Warzone the best. That was me. Mm. But really, yeah, wow. that's like the worst one. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is the one no. with the bad guys, the the Leatherface or whatever. The because yeah, it it, uh, it basically followed the Warzone comic, which was just chaos. Oh my god, that movie's awful though. It's like <laughs> that's a nightmare of a movie. Oh my god. But you know, to, uh, it, I'll give it credit. They've done a really good job. They put a lot of. They just released new content for it, which is kind of like a conquest map, where you go back to the island and there's you know everything separated into sections. New enemies. Uh, it's like a whole new game. You can go back and forth seamlessly with your characters and equipment through the story if you wanted to play it, or through the conquest mode, um, which is cool. Um, the they they've tightened up a lot of the uh, the uh, controls. Uh, it's just it's it's what it should have been at release now, and it's it's actually really good. I mean, it plays really really well, so I'm enjoying it for what it is. I'm not sure how long I'll stick to it with Forza downloading, so at least another two days since, until that thing gets finished. So you waiting for the <laughs> Game Pass release? No, no, no. I got I have a early access. I just I've been busy, 
the last two days. So Whoa. I just haven't really been playing a whole lot of stuff. He can play Forza and he hasn't been. What a no, you can play Forza and you were playing Breakpoint. What 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 are we doing here? Well, I mean, I haven't played a ton of it. <laughs> I played like maybe an hour or two because, well, number one, I totally forgot to download it. And then I started downloading it today and I didn't realize it was 107 gigs and it's just taking forever. It said like four hours. So eventually today I'll play some Forza. <laughs> um, but uh, it seems like everybody's liking that game. So that's going to be cool. To talk about it. Yes. Yeah. What you, oh, also, also Hitman 3. Yeah, of so course. I'll throw that yeah. in every week. Fatboy said it's my first bad take about Punisher, I guess, but I'm glad it's my first bad take. So usually no, I'm, dude, I'm uh, like, uh, usually I'm hitting pretty strong. Not your first bad take, man. That is not at all your first bad take. Tom Holland is Punisher. That's yeah, that, that's that'll be yeah. next. Yeah, I think he's probably taller than John Barenthal anyway. Um, that's insane. If that is true, <laughs> that's insane. Tom, I had to. I had to nominate Chris Pratt. As <laughs> if Chris, if they make Chris Pratt Punisher, I would give up. I just the most go- the most goofy I'd never watch smile. a movie again. Yeah. Walking around. <laughs> yeah. Travis, you play anything good, man? No, everything I'm playing is awful. Next topic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh yeah, I've uh I've been I've been still catching up on my game of the year game, so I'm I'm catching up on uh uh God, I can't even remember. It's kind of a flurry which ones I've actually been playing this week, but I've got a ton of like ones I'm still behind on that I'm trying to catch up and like actually finish before the end of the year. Um, and then I did, I finished writer's Republic review, uh, Ains. Uh, I wait, I think it was after you cause I did like a completionist. I completed. Yeah, you went, you went nuts on it, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I completed everything. Um, and then, uh, I did, uh, a preview for IGN, uh, for a game that's coming out later this month called farming simulator 22 that's right (laughs) baby that's right you can check out my preview uh later this week uh it'll be probably tuesday or wednesday or something like that but um yeah yeah, that game needless to say that game is like so complicated i i was basically playing it for like three days straight because it's a insanely insanely in-depth game and if you thought the other farming simulator games were complicated this one makes those look like a casual experience it is nuts the level this one has um i actually don't know how much i'm allowed to talk i am under embargo but uh my my preview will be uh out later this uh week and it is an ign exclusive we got that exclusive farming simulator scoop everyone so the only access to the farm yeah yeah sure you got you got halo infinite on ign first but why watch those videos (laughs) when you could hear me talk about farming simulator (laughs) that's all i'm saying yeah i played Uh, played 19 you're putting in that work in that 19 word. 19 is uh is a good game i think this yeah. is a very ambitious game they took it they took three years off 19 came out in, in 2018 so it's it'll have been like three full years in between oh i thought they days. released it every year they did but they they yeah, took they a break to oh. work on the work on next gen consoles and get the ready for this one so this this game is like a huge leap forward from 19 uh just in terms of like the stuff it adds they've got I actually I don't even know if I can talk about what the stuff they added, but they they added some crazy stuff that uh 
I think people will will be happy with. So. You, can, you can now sow your wheat at 60 <laughs> FPS. It's going to be awesome. Your tractor's in 4K. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is also true. It, it, it does look a lot better than 19. Ray but, traced. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Giant, Ray uh, traced yeah. corn kernels, baby. Oh, man. Every once in a while when you work in games media, you get added to some game you never would have normally played. And it's either a super painful experience because you're just like, wow, this is like really tough. Or... If you're like me and you just like my my goal is I try to find something I love in every game I play, even if it's even if it's a terrible game, I try to find like one thing that I really love. And uh, sometimes you're surprised by the genres that you're like, wow, like I would play this like I could see myself in a different life if I just had more time, like really getting into this game and playing it a ton. So um, sometimes you get a you get really uh, surprised. And this was definitely one of them. I was like, damn, I can't believe like how much this farming game is making me like sweat. <laughs> and like worry about like my crop yields and how I'm gonna how I'm gonna uh, improve my production chains and all that. It's just a crazy situation. So um, yeah, I played that, and then obviously I've been playing Forza. So I'm actually uh, I'm I've got my first assignment from IGN working on their wiki, and my wiki uh, task <laughs> is I have to I have to take a photo of and add to the map every single. Uh, XP board and fast travel board in Forza Horizon 5. There are 250 of them. So I have to find them all, take a photo, and explain how to get the board, and then add it to the map as a pin. So if you go to the IGN uh, Forza Wiki, right now you'll see that uh, all 50 fast travel boards are there. I got all those done, and now I'm working my way through the XP boards, um, and I'm hoping to have them done like early this week. But it's wow. fascinating. I've, I've never worked with the IGN Wiki team. They've always sort of scared me because their their work is really intense. It's like, all right, you know, make a guide on how to get through this entire game and get every single collectible and photograph it all and document it. And I'm just like, damn, that's like, yeah, that's like a lot work. of work. Um, no. But uh, they needed some extra hands on this one. And they know I'm a huge Forza fan. So they were like, do you want to get all the XP boards? And I was like, you know what? I've never played a Forza Horizon game and gotten all the XP boards before. And now I will have to. So this will be a unique experience either way. And I'm, I'm also looking forward because it's the first thing I have to do, right? I have to get all the fast travel boards and then I get all XP boards. And then I get to start actually playing the game. So my experience is going to be really weird. Like I'm going to like start playing with like a clear map, like all the XP boards uh, taken yeah. care of. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see what that will, how that will color my impressions. But yeah, I've, I've been playing a ton of Forza, obviously. And literally just looking for the board so far i've not done like a single race <laughs> i've not done anything i just you know did the opening event and now i'm just looking for uh all the the fast travel xp boards so that's, that's crazy. a really interesting uh, way to play the game that's cool though because uh as we we talked about in dm but shout out to miranda sanchez because she runs the wiki team over there at ign right and so it's a yeah. pretty cool assignment regardless to be part of that and and honestly i may even damn use your guide because i'm at i'm at like 210 of 250 total boards. wow that's um, a lot well i've been playing i've got yeah. i'm a level 150 in the game dude yeah you've had you've <laughs> had extra time and also uh you you don't have to stop every time you find one and take a photo and then no, upload it and I then just crash into it in a map like it, it actually takes like uh it takes like maybe four minutes per board every every time i find a board i have to like take a photo Add it to the thing. Yeah. Create a you one. You got to get the map too. Yeah. yeah. Add it to the map. Yeah. Then I have to find the map and go. Okay, where is this? And then like find the exact place to drop the pin in. So like don't, I'll, I'll don't. see like four boards right next to each other, and I'll just be like, man, this is like a fifteen-minute <laughs> project right now. Like it's gonna 
take me time to do all this. So do they not have the the treasure collectibles map? map? Treasure they do, map? but you have to buy. They have it. a treasures map. You have to buy it. Come so with I'm the thing? Saying, no, no it, it doesn't. Come with the, never it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't come with any package you can buy. So you have to buy it separately. You so now I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to save the entire world like three bucks. <laughs> You're welcome, I actually guys. I actually it sound may sound stupid, but I actually like that Dan because I, I I wouldn't want to use the map. Oh, I would 100. percent No, I know. Actually, it's <laughs> funny. Even if you, even right if now. you buy it, even if you buy it, you you don't. It doesn't unlock automatically. You have to go to your map and click a special button to open your treasure map, and then it gives you a warning like, "Do you want to do this? Because if oh, you do okay. this, it's gonna like take everything. It's gonna take all the surprise out of uh, the map." I had to buy it because there's no way I'm like organically hunting these yeah, things. Yeah. To, you know, so I, I I bought it just so I can get the uh, the guide done as quickly as possible, but. Yeah, I mean, I have nearly 50 hours in the game, and I look for the boards, and I'm still got 40 to go. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of them are tough. I got all the fast travel ones, though. Some of those are on top of rooftops. You have to jump from like 100 yep. yards away. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I've got a few of them. I think I'm at like 42 or something of the 50 fast travels. But anyway, um, wait, allow. What's up, man, lady? <laughs> lady, about going back to uh, farming simulator. Can say, can I get married to the town librarian? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how you can get an answer to that question. You can watch my my preview later this week, and I <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you the I'll give you the dish on the scoop what's up with the town librarian, the relationship situation. building. Yeah, you can, you can marry the town librarian, but only if you're the music man. <laughs> Musical reference for anybody who cares about that. I didn't even get it, but we're moving on. Damn, we got some yeah. super chats, man. Guys, is there no path to upgrade the Xbox Series X or and or I'm sorry or S? And if so, why isn't that a big deal? From Lao for five dollars. Great, what? Okay, yeah, hold on. Hold sure on. You, you said that all kinds of weird, Dan. So yeah. way of the uh, Lao. I was going, way of the five dollar super chat. Five dollar super chat. Sorry, I was trying to figure out what the hell I was paying for here. With my treasure map, guys. You don't need to buy there, it while we're talking. Come on. Is there, yeah, I always do this, guys. Is there no path to upgrade the Xbox Series X or S? And if so, why isn't a big deal? Uh, I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not quite sure what you mean here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you maybe mean if you still have a one or one X and there's no upgrade path to Xbox X or S. Or are you talking about like the um, console itself? Like, yeah, the console itself, are you talking about games? I, I, because games oh, obviously is okay. He says, Sorry, I meant the SSD. So is there no path to upgrade the Xbox Series X or I see what he means. SSD? Okay. SSD. He means the internal SSD. Yeah. Right. So, okay. There is Versus, not a path to do that. Yeah. There, no, not there's a, not. not a legal path to do it. You have to break the warranty on your Xbox if you do that. You, yeah. You can, but it's. Uh, yeah. I've you're, seen you're, you're officially a modder. You've gone rogue. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, it, it depends on methodology, right? I mean, Xbox took the path of we're going to make it plug and play. So now there's five, 12 gigabyte, one terabyte and two terabyte options to upgrade your SSD, um, which uh, the nice thing on Xbox, I will say, is that it's not only plug and play, but it is identical performance to the internal and it syncs to the internal. So whereas if you're starting to install third party drives, performance can vary, right? You can get slower performance. You can technically get faster performance, um, <clears throat> but you have to kind of do that research yourself. So PlayStation went the other direction, which is, you know, we have this upgrade port, but again, you've got to do your own research and kind of figure out what you want to do there, size, speed, et cetera. It has to be obviously over a certain speed. So I don't know. I, it's not a big deal to me. 
Um, I, I do like the plug and play aspect. Obviously, the SSDs for both of these consoles are expensive because they're, you know, they're M2 uh, NVMe drives. But yeah, I, yeah. not, not a big deal to me. External would be my advice. Yeah, like it's it's expensive, but if your options are start modding your Xbox and and find a way to replace the internal or just buy an external card that would expand your storage, just do that. Or you can be like me and you can have both the external <laughs> expansion and then also plug in two non-SSD drives that are each 16 terabytes. And then you can store 4,000 games on your Xbox as I have as I have been able to do. <laughs> and a yeah, giant I mean, liquid cool server rack that's right next. <laughs> it's honestly not that bad. It's two small little towers right next to my Series X, it's, and they both are they both have two thousand games on them. It's, it's a little great. known fact that XCloud runs through his house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a hub. you know what's funny? Yeah. You know what's funny is you actually can buy a separate Series X and turn it into a server. You can convert. You're, and Microsoft created a way for you, for the consumers to do this. You can basically use it to run additional storage off of and to transfer games between. And you can and dev like kit that. them too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool. it's pretty dope if you if you really get into it. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you if you want to have a really nerdy conversation about storage solutions, I am extremely finicky about my storage situation, and I've. I've researched so much about how, honestly, the storage situation is the reason I'm an Xbox main. That's the reason. Because on PlayStation, I wouldn't be able to keep my library there. So I just am like, nah, I'm going to play on Xbox. <laughs> it's like the main reason, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so long story short. Um, yeah, you, you use the external plug and play, man. It's simple. They're expensive. You can find them on sale for like maybe 20 bucks less once in a while. But it's, it's so easy. You literally just plug it in. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. Um, and you don't have to worry about Messing anything up, warranty, performance, nothing. It just works. I also have a friend, Teddy, who bought like six of these external terabytes and he just uses them like memory cards. Like memory cards. So he'll have like an A through F card. That's like his A through F games. And then then he'll literally just be like, oh, I want to play a Call of Duty. All right, get that card and pull it out and plug the other one in. And I'm like, how much did it cost you to do it? And you know what the funny thing is? He found a website that was accidentally selling those two hundred dollar cards for like thirty dollars. So he bought like eight of them, and that's how he's able to do it. He got, <laughs> he got like super lucky uh, there. So I, I'm I'm kind of envious of that uh, system. Yeah, that's wild. That's like going back to the PS2 era. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Sark as well. Dan. Yeah, man, Sarko with the four ninety nine super chat. Thank you, sir. Hey, do you want to be a a farmer? <laughs> All right, <laughs> farmer. I'm assuming here's a couple of acres. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mama! I can't do the Arnold impression. Maybe, Sark, I'm sorry. Maybe yeah, maybe it's like a Wahlberg thing. <laughs> like, yeah. You want to be a farmer? No. All right, Bill Burr. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's up there in the Northeast, isn't he? He's somewhere yeah. up there. He He's does so the funny. accent at least. Yes, yeah. he lost the accent. Yeah, he's in gotcha. LA now, but anyway, we're 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 off track. But thank you, Sark. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. So why don't we jump into Forza then? Um, and the game of the year conversation, which is uh which is uh kind of uh the top of mind this week, I would say, because of how good Forza is. So long story short, um Forza's out, reviews are out. Um, I reviewed it for season gaming. I put a ridiculous amount of time in it to do the review. In fact, out of everyone on my list who I know also did reviews and videos and publications and whatnot, I was way ahead of them um, in the game. So I just made sure to really be thorough on this. Um, I did give it a 10 
which is um, the first. You did. I did. Nice. First 10 we've given at SG since 2018, um, which might mean we need to rethink our model a little bit. But the, outside, <clears throat> outside of that, um, actually, Travis, in all seriousness, when I was talking about reviewing in and I was kind of like in the nine and a half and we had the conversation around, you know, the game itself and stuff. And I, I went back and thought, and the reason we don't give a lot of tens is tens for us is historic, meaning it had some kind of notable impact on the genre or the industry, uh, like lasting impact. And mm -hmm. as I thought more about this game and knowing how much I play racing games and, and cars, you know, all that stuff, um, this is, in my opinion, the best overall kind of complete racing game ever made. Um, it does. It takes everything from tons of different genres. You can play it in a million different ways. It's beautiful. It runs well. Car customization, modding, liveries, you know, multiplayer. It does literally everything. Um, and it does it all like better than most games. So that's why I went from a nine and a half to a 10. And I just said, it, yeah. And it was funny to see. You know, I whenever you give a 10, you kind of start to think a bit. You're like, oh, God, am I going to be this person that's given this game a 10? And, you know, everyone else is going to be. But this that's game, like the standard. Yeah. yeah from There's from major so publications, it has nine tens right now. Uh, that's not including us. Right. Because we're not a major publication, but major publications it's got nine tens, a ton of nine and a half. It's currently sitting on Open Critic at 92 just due to a few people who gave it an eight. Like one guy gave it an eight. And said, I was very confused by that. <laughs> his yeah. quote was, I don't really normally play. Uh, Horizon. Um, so I don't know much about it, but you know, I, I like Mario Kart, and I'm like, <laughs> so who's reviewing these games for you? Like, what are we doing? So, you know, you know, you know here's the thing, though. I mean, you know, you you you've defined what our criteria is for yep. our reviews, and this one, in your opinion, meets those criteria exactly. So, I mean, and and that's it. I mean, there's nobody else you really have to justify it to. No, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. and I think exactly. I think you know. It's probably right, you know, especially in this genre, even though I haven't played it, I'm assuming that Playground knows what they're doing. They've proven it over the years. They're an amazing, amazing developer, um, specifically with these kind of games. And they, they've incrementally, you know, gotten better. And and this, sh by all means, should be the pinnacle it is. of racing games out there right now. Yep. And again, you know, being historic on our website, that's that's one of the criteria. It moves that genre forward and it gives everybody else a baseline for what they need to beat and i don't think it'll happen until forces horizon six probably <laughs> yeah well said yeah, I think, sorry go ahead I, I think it will be historic uh to your point Ains, uh in this grand scheme of things because i don't think we'll have a car pg like this for a long time i think forza horizon six is far away um, and I say sure. that because both they're developing Fable. Yes, it's a separate team at Playground, but it, you know they're they're developing Fable. And the next time they make a Forza Horizon game, they're probably going to be doing it on the new engine that was built for the new Forza Motorsport game Correct. that's coming out pretty soon. So, uh, I I would imagine that Forza uh, Horizon Six is like three, maybe four years away. It's it's probably a pretty far oh, away. Sure. And I think this the Studio Playground games will be very different by the time that game comes out and i think people will probably play Halo or play fable and look back at this and be like wow where where's the studio been because nobody's going to care about playground games until they make a not car game unfortunately that's just how it is right Broader, like they're yeah. one of the they're one of the best developers in the industry like i would put them in the top three developers period right 
and and they don't get the respect they deserve because of their genre and i feel like once they make fable the world's going to be like wow where's the studio been and people who've been playing forza horizon are going to be like dude they've been making like the best rpgs for a decade i don't know what you were expecting like that that's uh that's kind of what they do so i think people will look back at this game and and see it in a very like special place in like the lexicon of both car games but also in the studio's history for playground games like this will be sort of like a landmark for them yeah um, so yeah well said as well um yeah i completely agree with both of you um it's uh it is remarkable um it really is it's uh you know it takes everything forza horizon 4 was already an amazing game and it takes kind of everything it does well and just amplifies it i mean it looks better it plays better there's more to do it's scripted better i mean it's just you know it's amazing and um it is. I think to your point, <clears throat> we know that, you know, Fable is probably a massive undertaking, right? I'm sure that the scope of that game is very large and whether or not the, whether it's a different team, you know, as well as I do, those teams are going to work together, right? So they're going to pull all those people over. Uh, you'll have the the small team that continues to develop for Horizon 5 with the DLC and expansions and stuff. Um, but, you know, the priority is going to be Fable now for a while. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But Forza Motor Motorsport, to your point, is next gen only, uh, series console only and PC. And it um, it is on an entirely new engine, new physics models for all kinds of stuff. So I'm trying to what I was trying to picture is and we don't have to get too much on a sidebar here, but is motorsport going to then pull some of the things from Horizon? I'm sure it will. Right. Like some of their skybox technology they've recorded and, you know, those things that really make the environment feel stuff. real. Yeah. Weather impacts and they kind of trade on and off. And I was fortunate enough to play in a developer session when I was doing my review. And in my party that I was speaking to, that the host of it was at Playground Games. She was a uh, engineer, but uh, one of the guys who I was talking to is at Turn Ten, and he was part of the team that developed the lighting in the game. So they do; they work together. It's not just Playground like Turn Ten. And, and uh, I told him, I said, the lighting honestly is one of the best parts of the game. It is. I don't know if I've seen a game. I'm trying to think, I don't know if I've seen a game with better lighting. Period. Like any game. It's you ever go into a dark uh, tunnel in the horizon and then when you come out on the other side, it does that thing where you can't see anything past the tunnel. It just looks like a bright light. And then when you go out, you get like smashed yeah. in the face with like yeah. that as you like open up to them. <laughs> and then it that all settles. Me. Yeah. And I was sitting in complete darkness and that happened on my, my TV's huge. I have like an 82 inch television and it just like made my entire like room, my, my room go from like dead dark to just like, lit up like you know yeah. i was in, uh, in the middle of downtown uh, city and it was crazy yeah uh, it's like yeah, that blew me away it's remarkable um i put in my review that you know i called out i literally had a paragraph on the lighting and i just said it, it they always talk about with car games the car looking like it belongs in the environment if you look at a lot of the older car games right like the you have the environment and the car looks like a video game car was put in that environment like it doesn't look set and in this, it's like the first time where really you're looking at it and you're like, it's part, it feels like part of the same scene almost. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, yeah, it's just amazing, man. So going back to, um, so anything else on Forza directly, guys? Uh, Dan, you yeah, said you're played to, I haven't played it yet, so. I wanted to just say that, you know, Forza Horizon 5 is a great game. When Forza Horizon 4 the main thing they were advertising was the whole seasonal model where like the world would change. If it was yeah. like winter, the lake would get frozen over. 
And Forza Horizon 5 is such a great game that I completely forgot that it also was using that mechanic. So I was just driving around in Forza and then I found this place and I was like, wow, why is this river like super empty? And then I was like, oh my God, like they're still doing the season thing. Like I thought that that was just a one-off because it was such a huge thing that they put into Forza Horizon 4. And then now it's like, they didn't even talk about it. Like I never heard them be like, oh yeah, we're bringing it back. And but, it, but it's in the game and uh, yeah, it's going to be changing the the world and uh, week over week. And I was, I just was completely blown away that like such a huge thing for the last game is like a footnote in this game. They're like, well, yeah, of course there's going to be seasons. Like that's just, that just goes without saying, right? Like, obviously yeah. uh, let's talk about this new stuff we're adding. And that, that just blows me away that, that uh, just how much they evolve each game. It, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually looking at my review because I forget what they're called, but they do four seasons again, but it's not because it's in Mexico. It's not summer, winter, et cetera. I, I believe it's hot, dry, wet, and storm, I believe. Hot, dry, wet, storm, something like that. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, there's four seasons again, but they're, I, I literally put it in my review and I'm looking because I, I, I forgot the name. There it is. Um, but they are hot, wet, storm, and dry. I got it right. Yeah. So uh, thus aligning with the locale, right? Which is really cool. So, and if you look at the festival playlist, it aligns with that too. It'll say wet season, hot season, et cetera. So it tells you what season you're in. Um, so to your so point. no snow, no freezing lakes, but it'll be, you'll have like crazy they, stormy weather. One, one yeah. Day. And the neat thing is, is when now they have the event lab, right? Where you can create your own stuff. And when you go in there, you can actually pick what season it is to create your thing. So like you can pick like gale force storms or you can pick like heavy downfall rain or, you know, these different things are just super dry and hot. And it's, yeah, it's really cool, man. Really, really cool. So. I'm going to create a mod to add a fifth weather pattern. It'll be called Sharknado season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just Sharknado's just everywhere. Just floating wow. around randomly. Yeah. Floating around. That's like the main, oh, I guess, it, what's the weather like? Oh, it's Sharknado out there. All right. <laughs> be careful. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's up, B, Steph, Jordan? Uh, yeah, Jordan and I. So one thing we found uh, for our group here is that Eliminator is like the Battle Royale in Forza Horizon, right? Um, and it's actually really fun. I didn't play it much in Forza Horizon 4, um, but it's a lot of fun. So what we found is because it's pre-access or pre-released, if you go to Eliminator with your friends and you hit X to start the match at the same time, you almost always get in the same match. So we weren't doing it to cheat. We were just... Yeah, we were we were just doing it to compete with one another, right? So like we'd get in and there'd be 45 people in the match, but like four of the people would be us. And we wouldn't tell each other where we were or anything. We would just race and uh we had one that came down with um we got a bunch of top 10s last night, but uh Jordan and I we had a moment where we were racing towards the finish line and uh I was like, "Oh my god." He's like, "I'm 2.2 miles away." I was like, "I'm 2.1." And we were coming from different directions. And, uh, you know, we're racing to the finish line. He's like, I'm 800 yards away. I'm like, I'm 800 yards away. (laughs) I think we crashed into the finish line. Like you can't see each other, but I crashed in the finish line at the almost the same time. And I actually beat him. I must have beat him by like, I don't know, nothing like half a second, if that. Uh, And I got first and he got second. It was pretty funny. So um, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So if you do want to play Eliminator with your friends, you can technically do it that way, at least right now and before full release. So. So what is Eliminator? You're not supposed to be able to play it with people, you know, just because it's a battle royale. So like and there's there's accolades, there's an achievement for winning and then there's accolades in the game for it. So if you wanted, you could be like, you know, if you join with a party of eight, like seven people could not try or you could 
you know, you could have where like when you eliminate someone, you race them and eliminate them in the game, you get to upgrade your car. So like you could just, you know, people could find a way to kind of cheat it. Got it. So, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't played that match. I actually haven't even played Forza Horizon 5 yet. I've just played board hunting simulator. <laughs> yeah, so soon but, I will play Forza 5. Yeah, um, but it's amazing. It is amazing. Um, it deserves all the praise it's getting. It's wild to me. I don't know if you guys saw this, but and it's probably past it as of now. But last night it was at nine hundred and forty thousand players. It's over. Um, whoa! In early access. In early access, dude. When this game hits Game Pass, oh my god! I know. I know. It's gonna be like ten million players immediately, at least. Yeah, it's easily gonna be the the biggest. Forza Horizon yet, uh, deservedly so, like we've been saying. But um, yeah, so I keep looking at the global leaderboards, and uh, funny enough, even with nine hundred and forty thousand people, I'm still top one percent. Um, like I'm like top one hundred in the you world, are, dude. You had a week. I know I had, a full, I had eight days impressive. before it, it got to anyone, which yeah. was great, uh, and I played the hell out of it. So, um, but it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, and just a quick shout out, we do have a season gaming racers club. So join up. We've got we've already got like over 60 people. We're top 100 in the world right now. Season gaming is um, out of like 2000 clubs or something like that. So, yeah. Get How many in. are you allowed to have? Does it have like a limit? Like you can have 2000 people in it. Interesting. Yeah. 2000. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're over 60. Um, yeah, we're up there. We're in, like I said, we're in top. We're in the top 1% of clubs, which is pretty cool. So um join up it's just seasoned you, racers you one percenter one percenter yeah i'm telling I'm in you the one, i'm in the one percent <laughs> i wish i meant it the other way yeah early early access then i wouldn't have to uh, work and could just play fours all day you know that's right you still uh, have two shows with me though so let's get yeah, yeah, monkey it's paw still, still work your monkey paw you can you can have your monkey paw. Mark. you can ha you can have all the money you want but you have to be friends with travis every <laughs> show with him every week unfunfortunate yeah, come on, Travis. Like Jordan said, come join the family. It's family. We're so family. That's gonna... I should have named it Season Family. Damn it. You should have. Then I would have joined. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, I have, I have people pulling me in a few directions. I've got the IGN group. I've I don't got... care about IGN group. We're passing those bastards. Trying to do it. Maybe I'll just start my own. I'll be the only member. It'll be great. <laughs> you have to come to me if you want to play. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. My plan is basically to see who's still playing in like three weeks. And I'll join that whatever club is yeah. still like active. You know, that's my plan. Yeah. Dano, good morning, dude. Um, all right, guys. So Forza Horizon 92, 92 on Open Critic, highest rated game of the year um, by actually kind of a decent clip. Because when you go and I pulled this for our What's notes below here, it? What, like there, I, I would have expected that like Death Loop is probably like a ninety or ninety eight Death Loop. So I've got I've got the whole list here. So there's a ton of games between eighty seven and eighty nine, but no game that released this year. Remember, we're not counting Hades because Hades is not a twenty twenty one game. Stuff like that. Yeah. But games released this year, no other game had topped ninety. Um, Flight Simulator, I think, is like a ninety one as well, but technically it released last year. last year for pc yeah. right so this year only we got fours at 92 then you got psychonauts 2 at 89 it takes two at 89 ratchet and clank mm -hmm. at 88 monster hunter rise death door death loop all 88 uh and then you've got tales of arise metroid dread at 87 and then uh the lower end is hitman 3 and returnal at 86. What about Kenna? Is Kenna not even near? Kenna's like, like an 80, 80. low 80s. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So uh, long story short, 
going into Forza, my personal game of the year, and I want to point out, like, it's always hard to talk game of the year because there's, in my opinion, there's a very big difference between your favorite game of the year and critical game of the year. Um, and I had this debate with someone on Twitter the other day, not debate, but conversation. And, you know, in my opinion, I think it's, it shouldn't just be opinion. There should be some critical eye applied to it. Um, again, things we talked about before is a giving a 10, right? Like, how does it how does it compare to other games in its genre? What does it do now that's different from other games? You know, what elements was it going for and did it achieve those readily, right? So my game of the year up to this point has been Psychonauts 2. Um, I just thought that that game from a platforming perspective, story perspective, level design, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, Forza is definitely up there for me now. Like, I don't know if I can put it over Psychonauts 2 because that just has such a, a meaningful kind of... Uh, I don't know, meaningful impact to me personally, but I absolutely am of the opinion that I don't care if it's a racing game. That doesn't make any sense to me that it shouldn't be part of the game of the year conversation. A good game or an amazing game is an amazing game. And you don't, my opinion is you don't have to have narrative to make a game, a game of the year contender. I don't know who came up with this false rule. Um, in fact, in 20, I know Overwatch won game of the year awards. That doesn't game doesn't have any narrative. Um, it has characters, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was telling someone it has characters, and then if you want to know more about those characters, you can go find info. You have to right? watch YouTube videos. That's not a. <laughs> that's that. You should not be factored into the game. Right. Right. So no it doesn't. Have, my point being, it doesn't have narrative. Right. And there's plenty of other examples we could give here that don't necessarily have narrative or, or story. Or my thing is, is it an excellent game? What's it do for a genre? We don't have to talk about that stranding. Um, <clears throat> But, I'm saying um, it doesn't have a story is my, my point. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So anyway, point being, for me, I think Psychonauts 2 is probably still my top, but I'd have to say 4 is definitely top three. Um, it's just, it's too good to ignore. And I absolutely think that it should be part of any serious game of the year conversation. Where do you guys stand on this? Go ahead, Travis. I was going to hope Dan was going to say no, I can do it, yeah. No, I, was, I hope he was going to have really strong opinions. Like, just be like, absolutely not. Cars have no space in the game of your podium. Whatever I was going to um, say, it was going to be completely the opposite. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Oh, let, let me add yeah. one more thing. I want to hear your guys' comment on, too. Because I, I heard someone like, um, and again, this is random comments, so they're not really meaningful. But, you know, I hear people say things like, well, it's just a car game. And my, my, my thing Great. is... Do you know how challenging it is to get a car to feel like a real car in a game? Like the the physics models, the engines, the the programming, the coding that goes into tires and yeah. weight and you know momentum and feel and all these things. Like it's it's probably one of the most challenging things for developers to do, especially or, or when how, you're how how about rendering the world and the objects in it while you're driving 250 miles per hour? That's a whole nother game. thing. Most that's games can't even do it when your character's walking. Exactly. That's it's that's ridiculous. my point. It's like they yeah. talk about a character like animating well, right? And it's like that's nothing compared to getting cars to do what we're talking about here. And let's not forget that there's over 500 cars in the game, 536 if you want to be exact at the moment. <laughs> um, but they feel like they're real-life counterparts, right? There's, there's factors that go into weight and they're, whether they're rear-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, et cetera, that goes into aerodynamics and all these different things, right? Um, and you can tune those on the fly. So I could keep going because I'm getting into my car guy mode. But 
you know, you know what I'm saying? Like saying it's just a car game is so insulting, I think, to the developers of these games that it seems crazy. It's, it's also not just a car game. To my point earlier, like Playground Games has been making the best RPGs of the past like decade. And people <laughs> people don't know that because they're car car. I like the car right? PG. Like, Carpages. They're carpgs. That's what yeah. they are. They're. Uh, I think people. Uh, I think people really downplay like the other aspects of the game that aren't just about being cars. And you know, I'm used to this because they do it with Fast and Furious too. Oh, that's just a stupid car movie franchise. And I'm like, you haven't seen it clearly. Otherwise, you wouldn't be saying that, right? There's no like, need to insult the cars in Fast and Furious. It's the people and the acting. That's no, really no, you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, you're wrong. Vin <laughs> Diesel is unironically the greatest actor of our generation. And I rest my case now. Uh, but, but yeah, my point is that people, people love to reduce things to their, their most, uh, you know, basic components. And yeah. as somebody who likes things that some people, uh, you know, the definition of a nerd is somebody who's passionate about things so that it's not socially acceptable to be passionate about. Cars are typically in the category of things that you you can be social, you can be uh, in love with, and and still be accepted by society. But car video games, for some reason, is the exception to that rule. If you're into car games, you're ostracized by both the car community because people like Ains will tell you that you're not a real car guy, and you get ostracized by gamers who say you're not a real gamer because you just like car games. And so, uh, I I think. Um, you know, people are really reducing it when they say it's a car game. It's an RPG. It's an open world game. It is a uh, map creator uh, game. Like that's a huge creation game. Not, yeah, creation games. Like not enough. Uh, not enough games get credit for that. That it, almost no no games include it anymore. Um, multiplayer you know, game like, as well. It's a multiplayer game. It's a game as a service. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like like it, the list goes on and on. So say to, to say it's just a car game when it's a game that that nails like nine other genres that <laughs> typically typically when people try to make just one of those things, they fail more often than not is uh, an insane argument to me. Um, so yeah. I will def I will defend it 100 percent. I think absolutely it should be in game of the year discussions. Will it be? I don't think so. Um, and I, I, I think I don't think it will be just because of the. I've seen it before, like Forza 3 and Forza 4 didn't even get nominated. And they were some of the highest rated games the year. I, I don't think Forza 5. Well, we I don't think know Forza 5 will get nominated. I think it will get nominated. I think it, I think it will be a breakthrough game as the first game to even get spoken of in the same breath of game of the year. But I don't think it will win. Um, and I, I think that that's a shame, but it is what it is. And, you know, there's a bias when they shove all the games that people don't like into its own category called racing and sports games. I right? know, like, I know. They just go game. They might as well just called it games. Nobody actually cares about the category, right? Like it's it's just it's like so obvious, like that when <laughs> sports and racing. OK, I don't know how those two are related, but all right. Um, and uh that's uh, I, I think that that'll that'll unfortunately be a bias that continues. But if there's any yeah. game that can break car games out of the uh, out of the uh, ugly stepchild and into the mainstream, I think it's this one. And I think hopefully it will. Yeah, so, I, I think um, we don't know the nominations yet. And I'll just remind everyone that the game awards do not dictate what game of the year is. They're just one award show. <laughs> um, sadly, I think people but look at them the, as like the, the official show. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they posted like two months ago or something and Jeff Keighley got heat for it saying, you know, what game this fall is going to be 
uh, you know, nominated for Game of the Year, and they had a list, and of course, Forza Horizon Five wasn't on it. Well, what were the games on it? Call of Duty Vanguard. Battlefield, I don't remember. Battlefield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be Battlefield. I can tell you that much. Uh, by the way, I think Mark's on the right track here. I just want to throw this up. Sure. I think that's him throwing up because he realizes he's not worthy of it. Yeah. <laughs> we all do that, actually. Anytime. <laughs> Gosh, like I still do it. I've seen the film, all the movies like 20 times. That 20 times is definitely underplaying it. It's more like 50. Uh, I've seen think all, of all the. Think of all the better things you could have accomplished with that time. Yeah, first I was playing all, Forza. How dare you? <laughs> Second of all, well, you can, first of all, you can play Forza and watch a Fast and Furious movie at the same time. And if you haven't done it yet, that's because you don't have to pay it. attention to the acting. It doesn't matter. You know what, Ains? You are about to cross sure. the goddamn line, sir. <laughs> you, hey, you know what? They put a Fast and, Fur Fast and Furious expansion into Forza, so you have to at least appreciate it they to did. some degree. They, they respect <laughs> Fast and Furious at the Playground Whoa. Games Workshop. No, <laughs> I guarantee you they do because they always put cars that are featured in those movies. Always. And they named their achievement. They named their achievement after a Fast and Furious quote. Well, yeah, it's part of the Ask culture. Ask any racer, any real racer. Yeah, yeah because there's, it's awesome. There's not it's any real racer in that movie. Reason, so, Oh my God. The only real you, racer in those movies is dead. You're not a real racer. <laughs> Bam! So uh, Gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would argue I've that one. more than yeah. anyone in those movies, other than yeah, Paul Walker. True. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Paul was a great guy, so this I'm piece. certainly not. You know, Paul was an amazing guy. So. You yeah. and your, you know, oh, oh, oh. oh no, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this down, but uh, boo this man. I say <laughs> to the internet, boo this man. <laughs> All oh. right. So now that we've had that yeah. conversation, as always. So, I think Fast and Furious is becoming our weekly topic, by the way. Yeah, no, it's, that's yeah, true. It's, it's, no, it's no longer dating Sims or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's switched over. So here's the thing. like the, You, you kind of alluded to it where there's like the objective. This game is objectively good. And then there's the personal feelings that you, you kind of have to. It almost has to be two because I can go in and play. I've never had a racing game probably in my top three games regardless you know like it, it, for, for on a personal level now objectively i can go back and look at forza horizon four or three and go gosh these are amazing games for me you know i have no idea i mean it would have to be something ridiculous and i can't speak on it too much because um i haven't played it yet that being said there are you know you can find examples of this i think in other areas you know you never see like a movie like step brothers be nominated for an Oscar. It's always got to be some artsy crap that, you know, it has a meaning to it or something. doesn't mean it's not objectively a good movie. It's still awesome and hilarious, you know, but it's never going to be best picture nomination, right? Whether that's right or wrong, I have no idea. Um, I think it's wrong because <laughs> that's an awesome movie or like old school or something hilarious, you know? <laughs> it's always these stupid other movies that nobody's ever seen before, right? Like, you know, this, this year, if I had to predict it right now, I'd say it's going to be either It Takes Two or like Death's Door, which probably will have. Really? A, that, that just, I haven't played either one. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so I, at all. Here, here's why. Because they're uh, kind of outliers. I think maybe, you know, the amount of people that pl will play Forza is going to completely dwarf the amount of people that have probably played those two games combined. But. 
everybody seems to like indie devs. So they always they, they, they kind of push them up to the top for some reason. It's stupid. For some Just reason. Like movies. Well, that's, they're, they're, they're very good games, Dan. Maybe. Yeah, they're very maybe. good I, I'll never know because I'll never play them. The, the, I think the it'll be some is, PlayStation game we all forgot about. It'll be like like Returnal, Returnal or yeah, it'll be something like that. We'll be like, really? That was the yeah. best game. I don't remember playing like, that. Like, personally, for me, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but like Hitman Three, obviously, but I just have so many this hours. Did into not it. come out this game. No. And then Judgment, uh, Lost Judgment this year is probably my two favorite games I played. And they, you know, Hitman Three did well. Judgment, yeah, they were probably I think probably I think Judgment reviews. got reviewed well, just not yeah, top. Right. Yeah, but that's going to be. On a personal level, those will probably be two of my favorite sure. games this year. On an objective level, again, I haven't played Forza yet, but I'm sure it'll be up there. So it's going to be kind of one of those things where it kind of depends on the criteria of like what are you looking for. Like people will mostly vote, you know, let's say for the game awards, they mostly will vote with their hearts as opposed to trying to be objective and say you can't okay, be objective well, it's all opinions well yeah <laughs> there's, no such thing, there's no such thing as objective objective you can do it you know i mean you could 100 do you it I mean, you could do what yeah. be objective why couldn't you be objective? It, it's literally impossible it's it's a it is a subjective topic what is the best the the definition of best has no hard definition you can't decide it with math there's no like well, scientifically speaking, mathematically speaking, the best game was this. Like, and let, yeah, even if you're doing it by Metacritic, it's just an aggregate of other people's opinions. If you it's give all me a, subjective, like a good cheese, right? And then you give me like the best choice version or the great value version of cheese. Objectively, this is going to have higher quality ingredients as opposed to all this processed garbage that you get. No. That's yeah, 100%. not objective. It it's, may not taste, but it might. You might. You, the taste might be. You might like this fucking shit over here, garbage. That you might like that better. But objectively, this gorgonzola is you know you know eighty dollars for a quarter pound or whatever it is. That that doesn't make it better though. Like if, that's if not what you, I'm saying. I'm just the, saying the, it's, the, it's the high quality ingredients. It's just a better cheese. The ingredients yeah, are generally. higher quality, but what what does higher quality mean? Does higher quality mean tastier? Because if it does, then somebody could argue that it isn't higher quality. That is true. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all it's all subjective. So like all I know, that, all like, I know is I want to everybody, everybody has their own <laughs> parameters. Like my my parameters for game of the year are I try to pick the game that I think moved the industry forward the most. So That's last year my game of the year be, my my game of the year last year was Half-Life Alex because it sort of made VR like a, a a thing that everybody should do now. Like it solved all the problems. It felt like now VR games were maybe going to be different going forward. Like to me that was game of the year. Hades mastered the roguelike genre, but they, it didn't it didn't push the for, the industry forward in the same way that I thought Half-Life Alex did. So that was my game of the year. This this year it's a little harder because I don't know if there's like an obvious front runner for a game that just like I don't blew think us is. away and yeah. like pushed us forward in, a, in, a, in an amazing way. I don't think there's one as obvious as it was last year. Um, so I, I think it's a little rougher of a year. And that might just be because, you know, a ton of games got delayed. There's the whole COVID effect, all that stuff. Um, yeah. so it's a little harder, but it is always subjective. And I think people should be okay with it being subjective. Just realize there's no right answer. Cause the reason I'm so like on my soapbox about this is because I deal with the IGN comment section all day and every single comment is, Oh my God, why did this game get an eight? And this game got a seven and people just don't seem to understand that reviews are people's opinions and yeah, that different people have different opinions about different games, that the scores only mean that somebody one person had a specific opinion about the game and they tried to describe it in the form of a, of a number you know uh and so 
that that's the game awards are of course everyone's opinions and i have a lot of questions about how they work in the nominating process do they have to have all beaten all of the games that year like how do how do they decide if a game gets yeah. nominated if none of them have played it you know and then there's the voters the voters are just people with opinions who probably haven't played any of the games you know they've watch like YouTube videos or Twitch, or maybe they've played one or two on the list. So there's just a lot of problems with all of the game awards, but yeah. those don't have to be problems. If you just recognize that it's all opinions, it's all subjective. There's no right or wrong answer. And it's really not even, uh, it's not even worth trying to make it objective because it's an impossibility. Like well, it's it's, not. I think one of the funny things about the gaming industry too, is when you look at movies, right? You could watch all the nominated movies in a day. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know what i mean like you can just burn through them and say i've seen all the movies that were nominated this is my favorite or what i think is the best um yeah. games you, you just can't do that there's too much time here like you, you it, for all the people voting to have played all these games and play them the way they need to be played to really be reviewed critically um like finish them if you can if it's a story or play them to their like you did with riders republic right like you have to do all these things and put a bunch of time in it's just it doesn't happen in games um, I'm actually yeah. though very proud to say, and I, I tweeted this out that I've reviewed Forza, I reviewed Psychonauts, I reviewed Deathloop, um, and then I've played Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank. I've played all of these games or reviewed them, other than um, what do you call it, Monster Hunter Rise, which is just not my type of game. But um, yeah, it's just it's crazy to me that. Um, yeah, I'm going to play every game that gets nominated, and I'm going to beat it. But that's you know, a, a Herculean feat is like it. I, I, I'm only able to do that because I don't have friends or loved ones. Like it's, that's just <laughs> my life. Right. And so uh, I don't expect most people to do that. But if you think about it, it's not just playing all the games that are going to get nominated. If you're the, the judge nominating games, that means you theoretically should have had to play every single game Absolutely. that year to know if it should be even nominated. So the nominating process is also sort of uh, a lot of it comes down to who is the biggest PR team. A game could be the best game that came out that year, but if nobody plays it or there's not a lot of like hype around it or whatever, then people miss it. Like uh what's that uh what's that um roguelike game that came out right after uh um uh, it's the Steam one that um uh, my friend Ebontis is like going on about all the time. I can't even remember the name of it. It's Grime. Um, Grime. Grime. That's the name of the game. Grime. Okay. That's a game that I, I've heard a lot of people say, like, that should be game of the year. But when I talked to, like, for example, when I just said it to you, there was no recognition in your yeah. eyes. Or no, I don't know. Eyes. Like, you guys, you guys just haven't even heard of it. And people are talking about that as game of the year. So a lot of it is, like, how how much, like, how many people know about your game? That's, yeah. like, one of the factors that really impacts uh, if it gets game of the year or not. Well, and there's too many games nowadays. I mean, the mark the market's just Way too, too big. Way too many. Yeah, way yeah. too many. And yeah, Beast I, I kind of know. agrees with you. You need like a framework and a one or two month cycle for reviewing the games that are, you know, I guess up here for the people, I think is what he's referring to, right? Like, yeah, I think people should nominate that. people should nominate games and then everyone who's voting should have to play them all. Not maybe not finish them, you know, because that would be a, kind of an insane thing. But I've I've gotten into arguments with other publications I wrote for in the past where it's just like people are just nominating the one or two games that they played that year. And then they vote for those games. And it's just, it's really hard to put a list of 
everyone should be able to nominate. If you're on the staff at Season Gaming, everyone gets to nominate any game. It only needs one person to endorse it, and then everyone has to play all those games. But putting that together is hard because it's like, what if they don't have the money to buy the games? What if they don't have the time to do it, but they still want to vote? What if they just have a certain bias, like how you don't like Monster Hunter Rise because it's not your type of game? That yeah. is going to impact your opinion on it and how willing you are to play it to begin with. Um, so it's just it's impossible to to kind of create a framework that makes sense i think yeah. so you just have to hope for the best right like that's what we're all doing we're just yeah. we're trying to play as many games as we can in good faith and hope that some of the ones that uh we nominate for game of the year actually deserve it that's kind of yeah. the only way to go yeah I, and i have no problem with forza wherever it gets nominated for game of the year it gets it's fine i literally if. don't care you know if it gets nominated great if it doesn't okay you know, it's it's one of those things where it's, it I guess it doesn't really matter too much. Um, I, I I wish Playground, you know, and they do for sure. They get the recognition. I think people that play those games understand uh, the level of quality that they're getting. I think that uh, they appreciate what Playground has done. Um, now it, it comes down to, you know, and I, I think really the industry does too. I think I think generally. Uh, the bigger players in the industry understand how much of a great game that is, or when you have a game like that, regardless of the genre, you know, they, 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 they know, and, you know, now whether it gets nominated for just, let's just use Jeff Keighley's game awards, you know, cause that's the one that has the most eyes on it, you know, whether it gets nominated for that or not, I don't know, but those are, that's, that's, you know, Phil Spencer, Kojima, all those guys, you know, those, the, the people that nominate these games, they're the ones it's that, committee or whatever they have it's a right? panel yeah a panel yeah. Of, uh, of industry people i think they right. always have somebody on ign on it and yeah it's right. like a it's a panel of industry people so yeah i mean i think you'll you'll get a good mix of you know different games and i it wouldn't surprise me i mean based on the reviews only uh that i've seen uh that forza horizon gets in that category of game of the year this year um does it win? I'm probably with Travis on this. I don't think so. Only because it's it's, it's, just, it's votes, right? And in, in the Jeff Keeley one, isn't it? Isn't it the the panel nominates and then everyone votes on that? Well, they, they have, yeah, but it's like it's like it's it's broken up. I think it's something like sixty yes. percent waiting to the panel and forty percent waiting to people, something like right. that. So you it's got just, people like Jeff Grubb and and you know, those top you know guys over you know that, that do the bigger industry people that are voting so they've got their weighted like you said Danes is yeah you know maybe 60 percent I don't even know if it's that high it might actually might be higher I think it's higher there. I think the people yeah. only account for like 10 percent of the vote yeah it's, it's not much Whoa. so you know so it, ha yeah. it has to be close to begin with for their vote to even matter yeah right yeah interesting yeah. and so um, so then you know it, it, it's just a process too I mean what process are you using what process do we use in season gaming you know so it's it's just going to be different. Uh, I think if you like the game and it wants to be, you want it to be your game of the year, then that's your game of the year. You know, fine by me. You know, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's like I said, Travis says it, it's subjective in that way. And like that's why I said, you know, trying to be more open minded to new experiences, which I'm really not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good that it, you admit it, that because you oh, vote on game of the year at season gaming right yeah. i assume you do yeah i mean last year i think i was the only one that voted for the pathless and but that's okay because you know that was just my game of the year but uh, how many people even played it that's my problem i think like, a lot of people are just, i played it, <laughs> have, I played it on dan's yeah. recommendation yeah it's i yeah, mean there's that old game 
There's that old quote that like, you're not entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your informed opinion. No one is right. entitled to be ignorant. Sure. And, and like, then that makes sense. Well, with, 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 really games review, or with game of the year awards, a lot of people are voting out of like ignorance, like 40% yeah, of the time. We it's tried like, to do a new season gaming awards thing last year and I thought it was really fun and we had a good yeah. time with it and stuff. But I think, uh, yeah, I've actually, because of this conversation, I've been thinking about exactly that point, which is we, we had that trouble, right? Like, only me and Dan and maybe a few others actually finished Cyberpunk, right? Mm -hmm. um, Pathless was another. I mean, there are plenty of examples where people didn't play. And then we have other people at our site that are really like in the indie games. They don't play a lot of AAA stuff, right? So it's like, you know, like someone like uh, Nate, who I'll call out, he plays a lot of games on a Switch, a lot of indie games, a lot of deck builders or roguelites. He doesn't play the Cyberpunks. He doesn't play the Gears or, you know, these big games. So it's like, it makes yeah. it very challenging. So I think we're probably going to rethink it this year for that reason where we do maybe like Game Informer does, they've always done where they have their personal list. It's like this editor, yeah. here's their list. And then they kind of compare, you know, across all. And I think that's a good way to do it too. We kind of did that, but yeah, we'll mess around with it. But yeah. yeah even then if you're creating your own list though, it's just limited to the games you actually play. Of course. Right. Of course. Yeah. And if yeah. you didn't, if you didn't play any of like the big games that everybody else are talking about, then it's hard to. Yeah. It's like, all right, so this is the 10 best games that like you had time for. You know what I mean? Like that's sort of like the 10 best games you chose to play. Like Blockbuster used to do it or like one of the old, the old movie. Blockbuster? The old, no, or, or like, yeah, the old movie, let's go, let's know, follow their like, model. Like, <laughs> no, listen to me, like the old family, you know, store where you go buy the VHS, like this, or you're from Seinfeld, like these are Steven's picks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Picks, <laughs> yeah. This, this is Jake's and this is Sally's, you know? And then, That's you know, actually not a bad idea. I kind of you like know, that. And, and then, you know, you can, and then you can basically say, okay, this is why I picked this game and just have like a short little write-up and, you know, and then from everybody at the, at the thing. And we can still do, you know, like a, a award show or whatever, but um, I, I think, you know, it, it's just so varied, like you guys said. It's just, it's just all over the place. Yeah, um, and I it did, really, really does. Some... It just depends on what you played, and that's all there is yeah. to it. I did see someone in the comments saying like Game of the Year awards are pointless, and I actually do disagree with that. I think that Shocking. it's super important to. I just, I mean, I think it's important to recognize uh, achievement in the industry, especially an industry as young as the games industry. Like we're making massive advancements every single year in this industry. That like the movies industry a lot of people think that that's been stagnant for a while because it's existed for like 100 years right but like the video games industry is so youthful by comparison and people are pushing the limits and i think like rewarding achievement and like recognizing it and showing how the community is evolving i think is hugely important to continuing to push the envelope and uh i i think you we should always aspire to to have uh, some sort of award show or award shows or something like that. It's just more, the process is tricky. And I think really the only solution is just to admit that it's all subjective. And, you know, people people sometimes get upset at award shows way more than they should considering what it is, right? It's just some people telling you their opinion. And yeah, of course there's some validity to it, but there's also some games that get missed. It does not mean that the game of the year was objectively the best game that year. Metacritic does not determine what the best game is that year, et cetera. Um, and I just think... Uh, like you, you you kind of have to just come to i struggle with this as a guy who's just like 
I mean, you guys have talked to me, you know, my personality, I'm, I'm like very uh, particular about stuff like that. I think the only way you can survive you? is just by no. accepting it. You just have to accept it for what it is. You just have to go. It's a subjective thing. It's more about recognition and mm. achievement, but of course it has problems and it will never be perfect. Yeah. You can't create a formula to solve it because if you could, I would have already done it. Trust me. If well, you and and, and to further your to, point, it's, yeah because the industry's young because these award shows are young they're still learning too the process is continually changing on how we evaluate these things so yeah agree agree completely this is a great comment by uh mark here <laughs> that's because people the internet can't be trusted hence bodie mcboatface you guys remember that honestly that that, that restored my confidence in the internet yeah, got the McBoatface. They, uh, the, it was the it was english photo. i think um, yeah english yeah, unveiled a new boat dan and they basically allowed the internet to name the boat and that people got together and the 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 name they came up with was Bodie McBoatface. That's perfect. perfect. And it won. It won. Yeah. yeah. So it won. Now there's now an official uh vessel named Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. Okay. Let me get the super chat from Mo. Yeah, good morning boys. Thanks Mo 499 super chat. Good morning boys. Cheers to everyone watching. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, brother. And Mo was playing Guardians of the Galaxy last night too. Best um it was awesome. Enjoy Video. my friend. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good morning, Tainted Brain. Um, Matt, good morning, brother. Hope breakfast is going well. Tainted Brain said, it makes sense to have reviewers picks. People find a reviewer that seems to like similar games. That's more helpful. Yeah, exactly. And I makes sense. And, yeah. and, and we do, I think it, SG, we, one of the benefits we have of one, not having to review every game being a smaller outlet, right? And we, we allow people to pick games they want to review because it just makes more sense. Like, yeah. I'm reviewing Halo because I can speak to Halo. I'm not going to have Dan review Halo, mm-hmm. you know? um like i don't know stop it um you know we get we like a deck building game comes out nate reviews it right because he plays a ton of deck building games so it just makes sense because they have more context as to what is good in that genre and what you know they're kind of looking for so i'm okay with the staff picks list but i do think there should be a separate list of all the games you played that year so that they can see which ones you didn't you know what i mean (laughs) That's probably like fair. That, yeah. that, almost, that almost makes more sense. It's like, all right, show me all the games you played and then tell me your top 10. Because if you like didn't play, you know, Deathloop or Returnal or like any of the big games, then I'll be like, all right, well, that makes sense. Why the list <laughs> contains the 10 that you you chose. So. Yeah. Uh, another super chat. So we have a Paul in the house. Yeah, man. Five dollars. I just got here, but Dan has likely been wrong. That's probably <laughs> true. Back to Forza. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. Uh, we were playing We've with Paul. Been so Paul um, works with Xbox on the accessibility front. Uh, obviously, his name, he has cerebral palsy. And he actually helped uh, work on um, uh, different games that basically helped them you know, uh, on the accessibility. And from what he was telling us yesterday, I was in a chat with him, is that the accessibility options in Forza uh, 5 are so good, actually, that not only can he play it, but he uh, it's uh, made him very competitive when he's racing online, which I think was just awesome which I think is awesome. Yeah. So uh, I, I've seen other people, I think Steve Saylor, who's the blind gamer who gets a lot of, um, he's very well known and works with Xbox as well. I know he was saying Forza is the first game he could complete in the series, uh, Horizon 5. So a lot of good shout outs to uh, accessibility front on, on Forza Horizon 5 as well, which is awesome. Mm. Travis asking for gaming credentials. Uh, I had a funny side conversation about that. Um, yeah, it's funny. Mm. I'm not asking uh, for gaming credentials. I just yeah. want to know what was on the menu when you chose the food that you chose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's no, fair. That's fair. Um, here's the question I want to throw to you guys. So we know that's coming late in the year. Uh, there's one major game left to release. 
right? Well, Battlefield's coming next week, which is multiplayer only, but uh, we know Halo's coming. Uh, December, it's the, it's, if I recall, because of delays, or I think it's the... It? I think it's the only AAA coming. Uh, the stop it, stop it. Well, that's up to you. You can say whatever you want. But, <laughs> um, but uh, do you guys think Halo will be in this running somewhere? What do you think no. Halo from an open critic slash Metacritic rating is going to be? And I will remind you of history here: the lowest rated Halo game on the critic score, the lowest rated one is Halo Five of the main Halos, Halo Five, and it's an eighty-four. All other Halos, I think three, two, the classics, they're above 90. And I think Halo 4 was like an 87, 88, high 80s. So where What's do you the think? Lowest? 84. 84 for Halo 5. Really? Where do you think uh, Infinite $1. is going to land? $1. <laughs> no. What do you think? Uh, I would say, I mean, it's hard for me to tell. I mean, if it comes out and it's not like a buggy mess, even well, though, yeah, I, mean, I think again, that kind of goes without saying, Dan. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, it's kind of hard to if, if it comes out and it's just a, it's a really good game, and it's, uh, I mean, I'd say 90, 91, probably. Oh, it'd be my guess. Okay. I mean, for sure. I mean, it's I mean, now. Are you? Are you? Is it multiplayer? Is it the whole package? Or are we uh, you're getting to what I was going to bring up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, th I think this is going to be really tricky. I think. Yes. Uh, I, I think because multiplayer is a free app that you can get and you'll probably have access to it at a different time than the campaign, people are going to review that separately from the $60 game that uh, might. is a campaign. And, and we'll probably do that too. We're actually doing that for Vanguard. Um, but if you traditionally look at the Halo reviews, they've been a total package. Um, but to your point, this and, is and releasing Metacritic differently. Will, Metacritic will not accept two reviews for uh, Halo. Yeah. They're not which have a which means realistically that... I mean, our score obviously isn't big in the waiting, but I mean, the major sites, if they do campaign reviews, that's what we're talking about, right? I mean, that's what's going to be reviewed. So, yep. Yeah. I, 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 in my head, I have 88. That's where I think it's going to land. I have, uh, I have 80s as well. I think, um, that even, it, even if it succeeds at all the stuff that it wants to succeed at, um, Halo is not for everyone in pretty much all the ways. Like, it it it's ultra competitive arena sandbox a lot of people just don't like that like yep. it's just not it's also not what's like popular or like in foe these, these days like right like it's not uh it, it's uh it, it's not a battle royale it's not it doesn't have like crazy looting mechanics and all the stuff that other games have and so i think there's going to be a certain segment of the reviewing population who looks at halo and go this game feels old and it feels like it's not you know, modernized enough. And it's not Halo. I'm not saying that Halo is like a victim here. There's plenty of games like that. The JRPG genre gets destroyed for people who, who don't like the fact that they, for example, won't add like organic save points. You have to find like static save points and persona. I criticize the game for that. I hate that mechanic. Um, you know, so there, there's just things about certain genres that I think a lot of people just don't, don't vibe with. And because this is all subjective, they're allowed to have an opinion. They're allowed to slap a score on it, and that's going to lower the overall score. So I think um, because of the the way the multiplayer is, it's not for everyone. And then also the there are so many strong opinions about stories in <laughs> yes. Halo. That's science what I was going to say. Science, science fictions have a really high threshold for people liking the story. They, they just do because uh, lots of people, lots of the population isn't into science fiction. Um, they... They, it's a military game. A lot of people really uh, recoil at uh, military shooters or things that glorify military. All this stuff that just like 
there's going to be some weird opinions out there, right? And uh, there's going to be some people that don't like that it's an open world game because they it's not my Halo, right? They're going to look back at the old days and say that was the Halo I wanted. They should have done just a straightforward campaign. There's going to be people who say that the story doesn't land, that they think that the game's narrative is still paying for the sins of Halo 5. You name it. Like there's there's going to be so many things out there. So I think even if the campaign is awesome and the multiplayer is awesome, it's not going to be for everyone just for all those reasons. And I, I, don't, I don't think it could get uh, a 90. I don't, I, th- I don't think it's even in the realm of possibility. Yeah, I am almost entirely with you. And I was just going to add that, you know, on the story front too, the unique thing about Halo is that it's so deep now and they're so deep into the story with characters that unless you're someone like us or, you know, some of the people in chat here that really kind of dig the characters and know the history and at least uh, know kind of what's going on in that world, someone who just picks it up and plays it, they're not going to have that emotional connection that we're going to have to Chief or to Cortana or to anything else going on in the world. Um, And that would be a little different, I would say, than a lot of games who get um, applauded for their uh, narrative or for their character development. Um, it's just not going to land the same way to your point. So, yeah, I, I sadly, I just don't think we're in a world anymore where a Halo game gets an over a 90 in Metacritic. Really? Uh, I just, yeah, no, I really don't. I'd, I'd I, love to see it. I mean, no one would love to see it more than me, but I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I, here's the thing, though. I mean, even regardless of, you know, you talk about the lore and stuff and how much, I mean, it's, it's really up to uh, 343 to, you know, I guess bridge that gap, you know, like, Sure. They they need to make sure that you know new players and old players alike, you know, at least have some kind of way to you know. I don't know. I, I think they can do it. I mean, it's all going to come down to like, does this engine work really well? You know, it, it, you know what what does it look like? What is you know can they capture that feeling that people have had? You know, and not just for Halo games, just for pretty much any game. So I think they can do it. I think they can pull it off. They've had time, and it looks like, you know, from all the initial, at least multiplayer reviews, it looks amazing. So, multiplayer is stellar. Absolutely yeah. stellar. So and that's when a huge part. Yeah, we've talked so at nauseum so about that. Mm-hmm. But um, to your point, they have had time. Um, and we're seeing the marketing ramp up, right? The Halo does a very good job with these kind of side stories in the universe and and kind of just doing unique things with the game and, and the lore there. And the two videos that came out this week talking of, Halo uh, Master Chief's uh, shield generator and also the uh, grapple shot are just really, really well done. Uh, I don't know if everyone's watched those, but you should. Um, They're only like a few minutes each, but they're really, really good. And I, yeah, I think if they they land this property, I mean, Halo 4 had an amazing story. Um, Halo 5, we've talked about that. We don't have to cover all this again, but I I think it could. I just don't see it happening. Do I want it to happen? Of course, Uh, I really do. So we'll see. We'll see. Everyone wants games to be good. Yeah, of course. their scores I don't really care about so much, like me yeah. personally. But the uh, the the uh, the game I I really want it to be good, and I think uh, if it can be personally for me a nine or a ten on the IGN scale, or a, a, a historic on the um, on the uh, season gaming scale, then uh, <laughs> I'll be happy. Yeah, I'm I'm reviewing it. Um... We're going to see because I'm going to be it's funny because I adore Halo, right? Uh, week that goes without saying we talk about it all the time, but I was pretty critical of Halo 5's campaign. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting thing for me to see what they've done here because everyone's like, oh, I'm just going to give it a 10. It's like, absolutely, I am not. 
um, because I, I'm probably more critical than other people who may not be as connected to the story um, are. So we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, super chat from Pompa. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Pompa, $5 super chat. Good morning, gents. Just want to say that this Forza is the best because it's set in Mexico, not biased. <laughs> Lol. Hit that like button. Saludos. So thanks, thanks man. sir. Appreciate That's it. Awesome. And it is the best. Mexico is a great setting for the game, for sure. Yeah, it should have been Puerto Rico. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah. You could have done the whole island. <laughs> you could have yeah. literally raced around Puerto Rico. Yeah. It'd take like, you know, three or four hours, but you know what? That'd be an awesome race. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, I don't think it's as diverse as Mexico, right? Because they've kind of pulled oh, no. all these. Yeah. Yeah. Plus yeah. the hurricane hit it. You probably get a lot of trash around. It's bad, man. The sandstorms are really cool. I kind of yeah, wish yeah, that, that there was cool. like, I know I made a Sharknado reference earlier, but I kind of do wish that there were like disaster events, like a tornado that could just like throw you off the map or something. <laughs> or throw at you across the goal. At least for, at least for a showcase. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you were getting chased by a tornado in a showcase? That was the objective, outrun a tornado or something like that. That could be That's the cool. DLC. There you go. Yeah. Hire me yeah. to play Grunt Game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have so many ideas. I know so, where all the, I know where all the, the the boards are the boards are yeah. and, I've, and i've watched many fast and furious films so if you ever need that second expansion oh, they, they just threw it threw it in the shredder your resume mm -hmm. um all right so call of duty vanguard probably the best selling game of the year as we always say uh it's out let's check actually I'm gonna look it's right here um i steve so let me back up Outlets got review keys very late. In fact, Jez over at Windows Central posted that they didn't even get a key um, because I think they were critical in their preview of the game. And so it seemed very weird. When the game launched, it had only 17 reviews on OpenCritic. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of reviews, people still trying to review. We got our key late. We literally got our key the day the game launched. And so Steve actually did a bang up job, played through the entire campaign that night and wrote the review overnight. So our review of the campaign is live. He actually said it's short, but it's quite good. I mean, no one expects long campaigns out of Call of Duty nowadays. I think he said it was five to six hours, but he said it was quite good. He gave it an eight, actually. He didn't expect it to be as good as it was, so that's good. Um, it looks but, like it is the best-selling game this year already. I mean, it will be, right? It will be. You know, just, I want to comment on it. It, it looks quick. like it is. We don't have official numbers until the end of this month, but it, it looks will like be. it is. Just, just based on pre-order numbers alone, it already was like ahead of the game in terms of sales. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me, let me let me say something. The fact that, like, you know, Jess says they didn't get their, or they didn't even get a code, all right? The pettiness needs to stop with this garbage. Like, if, if, if you, as a developer, you know, I love you and you give us all the great joys that we have, but if you want to be petty and you are not confident in your game and you want to give these review codes out a day before the embargo lifts or whatever it is, and these games are 20 to 30 hours long, there should be an asterisk and every score that puts it up, you put out there because it's one, you never know how many people are going to, or how long these people are going to invest to it. And then two, you know, that's just shady as hell. And if, if somebody's critical of your game, it's even worse. If you're going to come out here and say, you know, Oh yeah, I gave this game a, a six. You know, you gave our last game a six. Sorry, you don't get a code. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it happens. You know, they, they want the best reception and it's all marketing and stuff like that. But you know what? Kiss my butt. I hate that garbage. <laughs> Can't stand it. No, it's it's frustrating. And it, there's, there's a twofold conversation there because 
you, uh, and obviously, you know, Travis will be familiar with this too, but there's that conversation, Dan. And then there's the fact that there's once review codes are given out and new games released, especially big games like Call of Duty Vanguard, there's a race for clicks. And the race for yep. clicks dictates that um, you want to get your review out there because there's not many other reviews out there. And so yours is going to get looked at. And that's where I think, I think sites like, uh, you know, big, some big sites do a better job of this than others, but I can tell you, having done this more closely this year in particular, and I keep going on this rant, so I apologize that this will be the last time I do it on BigCast, but I am so exhausted of seeing outlets publish reviews without actually putting time into the games properly. It's yeah. exhausting, uh, especially for people like myself and others. I know Travis, we've talked about Riders Republic. Travis put crazy time into that game to do his review for IGN. And uh, I actually called you out in another group, Travis, as kind of having my respect for that matter, because it, th those types of games aren't easy to review. There's a lot to them. Um, and it took us, I spent um, near over 80 hours in less than two weeks reviewing Riders Republic and Forza Horizon 5. And it's not my job. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't sleep much. So the fact that I can see some outlets, you know, I know because they're on my friends list in the game being like a rank 25 in Forza and publishing a review for it is just asinine to me. And it's exhausting. Yeah. And I really wish people were listening to this. Take a closer look at the people reviewing these games, because when I see someone say, hey, great review, this person. And I know they didn't play it for more than 10 hours. Drives me up a wall. Absolutely so, drives me up a wall. A lot of people are saying it's probably a publisher thing. And I apologize. You know, it's publishers probably it, um, it is publishers there's also lots of reasons to give codes when you give them like sometimes the build just isn't uh, ready because if you're if they're doing the reviews on like xbox for example you have to go through like microsoft certification which takes weeks and there's just there's like i think there's more to it than just saying like oh they're being shady don't get me wrong sometimes they're sure. being shady Sometimes right, they're being right. shady, especially, especially the thing I will say that I 100% I'm like, oh, they're being shady is when they deny certain outlets review copies yes. and then give them to other outlets. If they're doing that just because they have like a vendetta against an outlet, that makes me like really uh, suspicious. But there are a lot of legitimate reasons to only give review copies the day before. Sometimes you're pushed up against deadlines. Sometimes it takes a super long time to get certification. If you're doing cross play, that's a nightmare for testing like all, all there, there's there's lots of legitimate reasons so i wouldn't jump to that um that it, i definitely wouldn't blame the publisher or the developer <coughs> right. definitely be a publisher decision but there are lots of legitimate reasons to do it i think the key is as long as they do it across the board if they're giving everybody codes the same time or just deciding that they're not going to give codes which bethesda's done in the past because they saw that reviews hurt their games and that their games were more popular without them the original Doom game didn't review well. And then since then, it's been like a really beloved game. So they were just like, maybe we're just not going to do reviews for a while, which ended up biting them in the butt. But uh, they, uh, they, you know, they had a legitimate the reason and they did it across the board. So I think that's totally fine. Are they, are they worried about like sales? Like where, you know, like you, you, you let's say you get like a week, they, they, they put out the publisher, whoever it is, you know, gives the yeah. reviews a week ahead of time, you know, as opposed to somebody that gives it, you know, a day or so before you know are they worried about those pre-order sales a lot or I, I think i think people who give the code uh in advance and say yeah you can publish your review a week before the game comes out they're doing it strategically to try to drum up excitement about the game 
uh, and and get people like ready to play it, right? But sometimes if you give a game a code to people the day before, then then the reviews are trickling out while the game's live. So you not only have the reviews coming out and giving you PR, but you also have like streamers and influencers mm-hmm. and people playing the game live. So it can just be a strategic decision. Uh, I do think that it slightly hurts the consumer if they don't get to know someone's opinion about the game who didn't make it before it is being sold. But unfortunately, that's just a huge industry-wide problem across the board. Now you have situations like Xbox saying that Forza isn't out right now when millions of people are playing it. That's like unacceptable to me. Like they they're selling the game to people. They should they should just say that the game is out, right? It's it's not early access, it's regular access and then late access is basically what's happening because they're already selling the game to you right you have that you have uh, people that make uh, games that are uh, early access first like um the games that are betas like grounded you can buy grounded but it's not a finished product and right. there's lots of examples of games like that so do you review it when they sell it or do you wait till down the road when it's completed and review it and i've seen people get mad like why is ign reviewing this game that isn't even a completed product yet it's still early access and my answer is always they're selling the game like if they're asking you for 30 dollars for the game you should be able to see a review from a peer that says i think it's worth the money or i think it's not don't buy this game um I, and so i i think uh that's an industry-wide problem but Again, there's legitimate reasons. I think it's all intent and how they do it. If they do it across the board, if they're giving IGN a copy of the game three weeks ago and then they're giving it you the day before because your last Call of Duty review is negative, that's messed up. They shouldn't be doing that. But, but, yeah, sort but of, you uh, can never prove that, or you can never, you know. But you, but you can. Yeah, I, I mean, IGN you recently, IGN recently got denied a, a copy of that Jurassic Park World Two game. Evolution. Our our. Uh, evolution or because of our uh our last review of it was negative and every other major outlet got it and we we're just like all right so like obviously like you guys are just still butthurt about the original review but um you know either way like no one's entitled to a free copy of a game i, I think sometimes people get upset about that no yeah, one is entitled to it but there is a a uh there is a sort of there can be a, a thing where you're sort of maybe trying to deny the consumer information and that's sort of part of the marketing team's job the pr team's job but uh there's there's a, a way to do it that makes it seem like you're saying hey we're not afraid of people's opinion and there's a way that to do it that makes you feel like you've got something to hide because if i were making the sequel to the jurassic park evolution game i would probably just want to address the criticism in the first review rather than not give that outlet a copy right? Like why, why is that your solution to the problem? Oh, we just won't give them a code problem solved. Now we don't have to address all the things that that outlet didn't like you know <laughs> until I mean? they get their own copy. And yeah. Which, which makes it. no sense at all because especially in IGN's case, because if you're confident in your game, right. And you should be in the sequel and hope it's going to do better. And IGN's the number one gaming outlet in the world. Think of what you're denying. Like exactly. Makes no sense. And, and then, and then the IGN review is going to hit. And if your if your game is bad and the review hits with like a negative score, then all you've done is given like a ton of press to IGN for their negative review of your game. It just doesn't, it really doesn't make any sense, like in, in a lot of different ways. But it's how they want to do it. It's their game, their right to it. We're gonna play it anyway, right? We're gonna buy the game at full price if we don't get a review copy and then write our review no matter what. Uh, it's just gonna be a little late. So um, yeah. yeah, it's just a lack of transparency is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, to to answer yeah. your question, though, does anyone in here really care about Vanguard? 
No. <laughs> this is probably not the right group for it. Yeah, like, we're, I we're not a Call of Duty for a while. I will not. say this. I play all of the Call of Duty campaigns. I do. I, okay. I beat them all. Usually I, I, a couple months after the game comes out. I've heard this one's good, like I said. Yeah. Steve said it was good. I trust yeah. Steve. I trust Steve, yeah. especially considering he went in not expecting much. Um, not with a bias or anything, because he plays them all as well. That's why he volunteered to review it. But he just, you know, we we know the development cycle of this game. There's been some uh, kind of turmoil with um, Treyarch and Sledgehammer and, and Activision and stuff over the past few years. So we, d- we just didn't know how this was going to turn out. But from what I'm hearing, it turned out pretty good. Now, nice. I've heard the zombies mode is an absolute disaster. I've seen that Excellent. all over the place. Um, really? Yeah, like broken disaster. Um, but I, uh, as far as the campaign, people have said it's pretty good. So a uh, bunch of faces in the house. What's up, guys? Asa, good to see you, brother. Pixel Slappa, uh, a few others. Sorry. Um, good to see you guys. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, so not much else to say on, uh, on Call of Duty for that gar- uh, Vanguard. But if anyone's enjoying it, let us know. We'll certainly call it out over the next few weeks. Bet you that gets nominated for Game of the Year. Will it? Will it get nominated? Do Call of Duty games get nominated? No. You don't think so? No. Absolutely not. No. When was the last Call of Duty game that got nominated for Game of the Year? Because I know it's won before. When was the last nomination? Do we know that? Like on, on the main uh, Game Awards? I would have to uh, think it was either Modern Warfare 1 or 2 or Black Ops 1. Oh, no. No, it's way more recent than that. It, it's got to be. I'm, I'm going to look at Maybe up. Infinite War? No, Infinite Warfare wasn't well received. I, like I think it was. Uh, I liked warfare. it. The, the one with Kevin Spacey. That one, I think, got that was Black Ops before Kevin Spacey was blacklisted. Before he got yeah, the F to pay respects game, I believe, <laughs> is that one. All right, you can look yeah. it up, but we're moving on. We're moving on because we got more important yeah, things to talk about, like Elden Ring, my boys. Also, don't care. No, Dan, actually, I, I I am in. I'm not in, but I I, I requested an in or the the beta or whatever the hell it is i okay they started sending them out um i know like me bad bit right joe uh miles who are all like super super big into these games uh none of us have gotten an invite yet so i'm hoping we'll see but we did get the elden ring uh gameplay preview this week um it's about 10 minutes or so you know of uh 10 15 minutes of going through the world they showed a few different things they showed some boss fights they showed some co-op they showed some casting um I am just, I could rant about this for a while. It is uh, absolutely incredible. So if you're, if you're into the Souls games um, and really enjoyed kind of Souls and Sekiro in particular, this looks to take everything from those games as we were hoping it would and, and take it to the next level. So you've got this gigantic world. You've got uh, much more traversal options, right, between the horse and jumping and things like that, which sounds kind of trivial. Like you could not jump in the Souls games. I think some people forget that. You can run and jump, but it's not like a normal game jump. Um, <clears throat> but there looks to be all kinds of builds. There's four-player co-op, um, and it just it looks just spectacular. And it looks like, there, as usual, there's going to be a lot of lore to these games, a lot of depth. A lot of different ways to play it new game plus different builds and stuff so um dan i will ask you did you watch it the yeah the the play the, 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 yeah, game the gameplay play? Yeah, yeah yeah Here, here's the thing with this one this one interests me actually they all the souls games have really kind of interested me because but but i've never just been either patient enough or good enough to actually play them and and enjoy myself because i've always wanted to know the story and the lore it seems like maybe it has that but then i hear really the story isn't that great. It's more of the challenge of playing the games, you know, and, and this is just, you know, from what people have told me, but this one with uh, 
George R. R. Martin, whatever his name is, you know, yep. it is he's, you know, I, this one has me really interested because it should be by, you know, if Game of Thrones is anything to, you know, rest your head on it, it, it should be good. So I, I'm really kind of interested in just like clamping down and, you know, strapping in and seeing what, if I can <clears throat> get into a game like this. Cause I mean, there's been, it's always right there on the cusp for me. It's always like, yeah, this is too much. Right. Or, or, yeah. or it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's right there. I always teeter. So I usually just say the hell with it and, you know, don't waste my time. I'll just go back and play something that I've played 15 times. And, you know, I've got all the games, which is crazy to me. Like, I always think that they're, except for like Sekiro, but um, that, that that's it. I really, really am interested in this one. I just don't know, again, if I could, if I'm going to be able to play it. it. It sucks because you're, you're, you know, that's a, you know, a purchase, you know, I got to go and buy this. Yeah. Gosh, Game Pass. This game needs to come to Game Pass. This, is, <laughs> this would be like the perfect Game Pass game for me. So, so um, we'll um, see what happens. Yeah, uh, as we were talking, actually, it just came out. Um, yeah, literally an hour ago, all the specs. So uh, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, going to support 4K, 60 frames, HDR, and ray tracing. All and, at the same time? So, no, let me finish. Oh, I was going to say, man. Uh, awesome. 60 FPS, it's pretty much what you expect. 60 FPS yeah. on PS5 and, X, and Xbox Series X will be in performance mode. There's going to be two modes. Yeah. Uh, I would presume that, you know, 4K 30 with ray tracing on uh, yeah, on those consoles. Looks like PC is going to be 4K 60 FPS HDR and ray tracing. Probably if you have hardware strong enough to run it, you can probably do the 60 FPS and ray tracing. I do know they typically, um, on uh, like Souls 3, if I recall correctly, playing on PC, they don't really have an unlocked frame rate. So even if you have like a super powerful PC, you're, you're still going to be at 60, which we'll see how that goes over. But um, kind of hilarious to see Xbox One, 900p, 30 FPS. It's like, oof, like, don't know who's still playing on those in 2022, but yeah, it's rough. I thought it was Dan earlier this week. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I was playing uh, at 15. Like, see, uh, when, when, are, when do you guys think we're going to start hitting that full potential for these consoles? Because I, 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 I want a 4K 60 game, you know, 4K. Like, I, think, like, I, yeah. I think Forza Horizon 5 does. Right. You, I mean, yeah, okay. So a game like that, I'm talking like a regular, oh. like, not, not a racing oh, game. Oh, just it's just a car just game. I forgot. Just not it, a racing just a game, car because, game because oh. you've already seen that from like Dirt 5, right? That's already been out there. No, not, not, not even close. It? No, it's 4K60, isn't it on the Xbox? It, yeah, but it's a closed it's not track same, racer. Though. It's not even I close. To hold on, thing. hold on. Calm down, you weirdos. Relax. All I'm saying is that racing games apparently have an easier path to that. It seems like, but that's because the mistake I, I was actually you're shocked. Well, no, I mean because it looks gorgeous, like in all the assets that they have in there. It's an amazing looking game. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I want to. When do we? I don't listen. When do I get to play my single player? RPG, ARPG, whatever it is, in 4K 60 with ray tracing. That's what I want to. I want to. I, I can play it on the Forza. Of course, I can. I'm. I'm I expect that though. No, but see, that's crazy. again. That's what we're saying. The mistake you're making is saying it's a racing game. Yeah, it's not a racing game. You it's know what game. I'm talking about? Is it's a no? Racing I know. Game. I know. But I know what you game. mean. But there, right. you got to understand, building Forza Horizon Five to be 4K 60 is entirely different than building Dirt Five to be 4K 60. I, that I'm sure I 100% agree with you, but it's also apparently different than saying Grand Theft Auto 6 yep. running at 4K 60 
you know, with ray tracing. Yeah. Can these consoles do that? I, you know, I don't or, think so. I think ray tracing was oversold, um, yeah. in my opinion. It's just it's just too much of a hardware hit right now to have ray tracing. And in my opinion, ray tracing as it's done right now, because ray tracing is not an end-all be-all, right? It's not like it has ray tracing or it doesn't, right? There's there's a lot of variations in it. And I think that it's just, it's not worth the performance hit right now where we are. And you kind of, it's weird because you kind of see that in every generation. It's like you get into a new generation of hardware with consoles and it's like, okay, now they can do ray tracing. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, you can, but you're going to give up so much to do it. It's not really worth it. Um, right. And so I is just, there ray tracing 4K60 on Forza Horizon 5? No. No. Okay, so it wasn't for ray tracing. No, ray, ray tracing is only in Forza Vista mode. Uh, and Gran Turismo 7 said the same thing. Ray tracing is only in photo mode. Oh, okay. So there's no ray tracing in yeah. Forza 5? Nope. Okay. Nope. No oh, in Forza Vista but that, but that, but, but that right. doesn't that's that doesn't mean that the, the console potential isn't maxed out. In fact, sure. probably games won't be able to do ray tracing in any large ambitious game like a forza horizon regardless just not not in the current hardware i think that and honestly i don't really care because for me i've never never cared about like the the performance or how how many uh pixels i was able to manage no. uh if i did i would probably just play on pc all the day but i i don't want to have to spend nine hours a week uh, maintaining my pc um, <laughs> such a needy such a needy creature uh my gaming pc um but uh, I, I, I think uh, we probably have seen some games that have come close, but the cross gen means that they have to exactly scale it up and down. But some some people I actually take issue with people who say that, like, the last generation is holding it back. Like you never criticize PC because they allow all exactly. the old PCs to run the same game. It's sort of not really like that. Right. Like people develop games to hit certain benchmarks that they want to they want their be able, their gamers to their audience to be able to achieve right and um on the series x i feel like they have a pretty high threshold now we're going to start seeing games that are next gen exclusive but that doesn't mean that they're inherently more advanced than games that are cross generation and i think the lines are going to get blurred even more when you have uh x cloud uh, improving games on the xbox one and and making those look better and uh that whole then there, then there's going to be you know stadia Stadia looks looks and performs better on a lot of games, and there is no console. So I just think the lines are so blurred now that probably doesn't matter, is yeah. my thinking. Yeah, and Ace is making some good points in the chat here. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what Ace is saying, but it's probably right. Yeah, Forza Horizon 5 is amazing, but stuff can still get better. And it, I, I think... Right. You know, as we see these gen, gen games, um, it's going to be interesting, for instance, to see what Starfield does because it's the first new engine for Bethesda. It's it's series consoles and PC only. Stuff like that is coming. Um, but, you know, you look at something like Horizon 5, you look at something like Gears 5 um, and the fact of what they've done in the new consoles, um, you know, even being originally built on Xbox One is is pretty incredible. So uh, there's there's better stuff to come. I just think... I think the ray tracing conversation. I'm just tired of it. I, I'm tired of hearing well, I'm, I'm, ray tracing. You and me both. I just, I just want to know. I mean, that's not even that important. Like the 4K 60 stuff is where I think is a good spot for me because I mean, really, the Xbox One X did 4K 30, right? And this is supposed to be exponentially more powerful. These new consoles, both of them, um, and and I, I don't know. I, I thought I'd see it more than you know, like the 1080, 1440, whatever it is, you know. Uh, the last oh. generation too though right like everybody thought last generation we were going to 
see more games like at 60 fps and it didn't really happen until kind of the end of the generation once they had hardware refreshes right. so i i kind of yeah I, I i feel like um it's not the consoles that are holding the developers back it's the fact that developers mm -hmm. want people to be able to buy their game and that you can't buy the game if yeah. the barrier I mean, is fair. you have to have a series x you have to have a ps5 or you have to have a pc that costs three thousand dollars so it's just never going right. to that's never going to sell so that it's not the cons the old consoles holding it back it's the same thing that has always held the industry back which is that ambitious ideas require uh normal people to be able to actually play them and so far that barrier of entry is is based on your hardware that you have in your house but uh that that won't always be the case uh, you know there's yeah. gonna be cloud streaming that's gonna change that landscape and when that happens that means that uh that developers can afford to be more ambitious while uh, not alienating a huge uh, portion of their audience. Yeah. And I, the other thing too, is, uh, you know, we don't have to stay on this. I don't even know how well we were talking about Elden Ring when we got mm -hmm. onto this conversation. Um, yeah. It but... all started with those puddles in Spider-Man. That? <laughs> That's how the whole ray tracing debate started. I have nobody, everybody's been talking about ray tracing ever since those damn puddles. Yeah, I, I the other thing I always stress too is I it just wears on me a little bit when I always hear 4K 60 as as the pinnacle because 4K display is not the same as 4K game, right? Like there's plenty of games that we play in 4K that are either up up resed or whatever and that's fine too, but then there's a whole bunch of other factors. You know, we always hear about texture resolution and things of that nature. And it's like uh you know, like X um Red Dead 2 is a perfect example. Beautiful game on the 1X still, which is amazing. And it's technically a native 4K on the One X, but the textures are not 4K. So if you compare a 4K Red Dead on a high-end PC versus a 4K Red Dead on One X, even though they're both running native 4K, they don't look the same. So there, there's just a lot more that goes into it than just saying it's X. Yeah. You, you can't put a blanket statement across these things. Also, you have some games that are running at 120 frames per second on the uh, your mic. S. Your mic went uh, static again, dude. Oh, did it? Yeah. Can you not hear me? Or you can no, I can hear you. It's just really staticky. So sorry, guys. Oh, good. But to your point, yes. So I'll take us back to Elden Ring real quick. So Elden Ring, and I know hopefully you can get your mic fixed because I want to hear from you on this, Travis, because I know uh, you know we've talked about this a lot. But a couple points that did come out about it were um, co-op details. So it's going to be four-player co-op, as I said before. But some interesting things that came out about it is that the max you can play Better. in act say again better yes thank you so the max that you can actually play is three player co-op because it reserves a spot for invasions and the invading character nice. is a um is a uh you know real player the other thing that was weird about this was um that they said that single player right now there's no invasions hmm. and so part of the souls community is kind of gotten up in arms about this because as you know invasions are kind of a big part of the game um and yeah that, but, but there there will be a way to do one v one PVP through like a covenant or something. I Maybe. think what there, I, I actually think this makes sense. So one, four players has always been way too much for dark souls. I actually think three might be too much because if you've ever played four player dark souls, like I have, it's a joke. You just run around and just destroy everything. It's like absolutely like no difficulty anywhere. And on the old dark souls games, if you had four, I believe that meant you really couldn't get invaded because you had all the slots filled up. Mm -hmm. Or if you, if you could, that person was just doomed to get just walloped on by four people. So um, I think three is probably a good start to reducing it. And I also think it gives you a risk reward because playing solo has always been 
it's like it's you know the more pure way to play the game but it also um doesn't it it's objectively the like le least distant less least advantageous way to play it because sure. if you get more people in there you can protect against invasions and all that stuff so now there's a risk reward do is bringing my buddy in worth the fact that i'm going to be activating invasions i think that is a really cool kind of like give and take so I get, I get why people are upset because it, it has been part of the series in, in general, but I think as long as they provide a way for you to intentionally summon an invader and just fight a 1v1 battle with them, I think it might be a good uh, mechanic for balance. Because mm. now yeah, there's an incentive fair. to play alone. It's like, all right, well, I don't want to get invaded, so I'll just do a, a solo run. You know what I mean? I think that's cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm kind of in the minority, I too think, and I agree with kind of your pure comment, even though, you, you know, that sounds kind of weird, right? But I don't know. I, I'm the environments in Souls games and kind of the the mysterious nature of them and exploring and kind of figuring things out is my one of my favorite parts of those games. And I already told people like I want to play this game with friends, but I'm not playing it in until I beat it myself with the Absolutely entire not. world yeah. shut out. I'm not playing in co-op. Like leave me alone. This is going to be my game. Um, so, but I, I think the option having the option is cool because uh, like Mo, who's in the chat. He's always wanted to check these games out, but again, they, they can be a pain in the ass for some people, right? And uh, so we've yeah. kind of said, like a few of us who do play these games have said, or even Dan, um, too, is like, you know, we can Sherpa you now, you know, like let us beat the game, let us kind of figure it out and stuff and mm -hmm. have our fun with it. And then, yeah, jump into co-op and kind of walk mm -hmm. you through it and kind of show how cool these games are. The other thing is uh, turning off invasions was always an option because you could just play offline. Of right? course. Yeah, and Shizno, now... actually. What's up, Shizno? Said that in the chat, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the thing. You can turn invasions uh, off uh, it, it, by just not being online. But now you can't because invasions are always off if you're playing solo. And if you're playing with a friend, you we know you're online. So that means it, yeah. it's you know time to get invaded. So I, I, like I said, I understand the concerns, but I think that this is a good move for balancing the game. Like now, it's now you have to consider: is it worth bringing a friend in rather than? Why aren't you bringing a friend in? Because we can just destroy this boss if I if I yeah. have my buddy with me. You know? It's almost so, like summons. Yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah. like friend summons. So exactly, friend uh, summons versus uh, it's a risk reward. Like, and I hope that they, because an, another thing people will do is they'll play solo, but then when they get to a boss, they'll do summons because there's no reason to not have like a whole bunch of people in a boss room. So yeah. I hope that they will let people invade during boss fights if you have summons with you. Because that would be it's pretty wild. cheap. It's cheap, man, to like, oh, like all these guys, because I'll watch it. You know, I play Demon Souls and I was just watching people group up and get through the boss, and I was determined to do it myself. Like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna beat this alone. And I don't I don't get anything for that. So they should at least risk getting invaded if they're gonna be summoning for boss fights, you know. That's like everyone wanted their easy mode. Now you have it. See? Yeah, you got exactly. it. Uh -huh. I can't wait to play this along with Mo Jordan. You know, you know, we're gonna be like we're going to be like uh, in the upper world on the map, exploring by the tree. And you'd be like, all right, let's head this way, guys. And Mo's going to be like, hey, guys, I just went into some place called the Catacombs. I don't know where you guys are. And we're going to be like, here we go. Here we go. So Leroy Jenkins it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Um, it really does. That was a great trailer uh, just for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. I love that they finally added a map. I feel like that's something they've always been afraid to do because they thought it might ruin exploration or whatever. But 
you know, with the open world format, I guess that's the new thing. I love that you can put um, beacons in the air. That's so. And cool. the map looks so cool. Like the whole artistic direction in the game, and the fact that they give you a hundred emblems. To your point, right? And you, so like, if you come across a boss in the open world, and you know, you're like, all right, I'm not taking this dude on yet. You can put your little marker there and say, okay, there's a boss there, and yeah, it's it's cool, man. Yeah. So excited. So excited. Um, how this game and Horizon Forbidden West are coming out a week apart, I don't know. I don't know who did that. Or how about three, three days apart from Destiny and uh, Destiny? Yeah. So, whoever hates me and us, I don't know. I don't know what we did to you. I'm sorry, but you know what, Ains, it'll get delayed. It'll get something will get delayed. If not Elden Ring, something around Elden Ring Horizon will get pushed. I don't again, think those or... three are getting del- any of those are getting Her- delayed. Horizon, Destiny, and Elden Ring. I think they're all coming out. I think. Her, I just I ordered think, the collector's I, edition of Elden Ring. I guarantee. I think. I, mean, I think Elden Ring gets pushed a couple weeks. Nah. I could see something getting pushed. I don't think it'll be Destiny because that game has already been delayed like a year. But um, I could see. I don't know, man. All right, we'll see. Some, we'll see. Because remember, remember, we had this problem. Actually, I don't think I knew you last year, but we had this exact problem last year. During Halo Infinite, I was like, how the heck am I going to play all these games? Because like Beyond Light was coming out, and then Halo Infinite was coming out, and then Halo Infinite got delayed. And I was like, it all worked out. The universe <laughs> is benevolent. It, it, it knows. So um, yeah. and now it's coming out in December when I will have plenty of time to play it because, like I said, I have no loved ones. So <laughs> Speaking of Halo Infinite, Halo. IGN mm-hmm. has the first coverage uh, of November, which is cool. They, um, they, Ryan McCaffrey did, uh, and Miranda did a uh, comment on some of the multiplayer they played. We've got a, a overlook of new multiplayer map, and we've got a first look now at the uh, first battle pass, which is Heroes of Reach, which looks fantastic because you can technically yes. make your Spartan look like any one of the Reach uh, Spartans, you know, or individually piece things together however you want to do. The Flaming Helmet's coming back. Um, you know, they've got all kinds of cool stuff in there. So, I mean, this looks really, really cool. Um, they also did mention briefly, uh, it was like two sentences, that both Miranda and Ryan have played four hours of the campaign. And I believe the comment from Ryan was that it was just as good and addicting as the multiplayer, which is a bold statement. Hmm. Um, so that was um, that was very positive as well. So we don't have to stay on Halo long because we're, we're going to be talking Halo like crazy we in don't. the coming weeks. Um, and we already have. So, But uh, it just you know continues to look like a really good launch. I think um, there's some really good things planned here, and I have officially spent about forty-seven thousand dollars on Halo merch already. Um, so what we were actually ju- Halo merch, <laughs> forty-seven thousand everything. No, no, that was a joke. But oh, it's- I, 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 that was so specific. I was like, oh my god, like he, he bought like a warthog or something. Like no, he, no, no. You, yeah. you're lucky. There's not a warthog you can yeah. buy, or I'm lucky. It would be in his garage. Warthog. Yeah, yeah. You are lucky um, that there's no warthog you can buy. But uh, we were actually. If you get those Rockstar tabs, I'm I'm entered, man. I got I got. I know I saw you found some in your in your Hicksville. Finally, dude, it was an 18th stop, like 18th place I've gone to looking. Anyway, we were talking about uh, we were joking about if they come out with a Halo chair because they're coming out with Halo everything, right? They come out with a Halo like chair. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my Cyberpunk uh, chair. The mouse pad. The uh, they did the whole PC. I've got the mouse and the keyboard coming. I've got the of course. Of course I've got the Master Chief and Eshram statue coming. I've got the Elite controller, I assume. Elite and the Series X coming. Um, the Series X too. Wow, he yeah, splurged, yeah. boys. He's forty-seven thousand dollars. Probably wasn't that far off. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty close. 
Um, me and Mo in the chat. Me and Mo are just. And that's two years' salary for you, Ains. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully not. Um, but um, anyway, uh, so it looks great. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any comments here. Dan, has any of this kind of struck a chord with you? Did you watch the uh, the two kind of videos, the the uh, story videos they did this week? Have you checked out any of this coverage? No, I have the word Halo muted at this point because I want nothing. I want to go in fresh. Okay. And I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to know anything. I want to, I want to just go into that campaign and really be surprised and enjoy it. So I probably won't see many of the reviews or anything like that. I just want, you know, and usually it's, this, this is what happens, you know, I'll mute something, you know, like Spider-Man or something, you know, when it comes out, cause you, you know, you never yeah. know when something's going to you'll, you'll just end up asking me how good it is. Right. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, you're a good barometer, but I mean, it's, I know I'm going to enjoy it nice first person you know campaign you know and i like it is is ains a good barometer for you though i feel no, like he, you don't no, agree he, he with knows, i steer him no, pretty right i think he knows times. you don't you don't, you don't, you don't like agree that. with no he doesn't i've won the contest last week i <laughs> no, know what you like better than that's, he does i mean it, it, it we on. got more recent stuff. <laughs> he, he, he has a good idea of what i would enjoy and stuff i i i know but you, you disagree gonna, with him 98 percent of the time how can you trust his opinion you disagree does not mean that he doesn't know the kind of game I like. Okay, Plus, I know I, I know the kind of game I like, and I, I'm pretty I, sure. I just <laughs> I feel like you can. I feel like you're the one guy in the world who looks at Metacritic and cannot find one opinion he agrees with. Like, there's no one out there for you. That's probably true. There's someone yeah. for everyone. I, I, the only review I, I, I don't know, man. We might have found one. <laughs> I only read game like reviews off of SG's website. Only that's just because I. I I don't have time. You to... must disagree with a lot of the SG reviews. Sure. Though. I mean, I disagree with some of them, but I mean, then I agree with some of them. You know, it's just, but, okay. you know, I also don't play as many games, I think, anymore. You know, the fact that, I don't know, I just got still older. still playing Hitman just... 3. That pretty I'm much still Hitman you 3, right? Yeah. yeah, you just said Hitman 3 is your game of the year in 2021. Right. So I don't know. Halo's not out. It could be Halo. You know, there's a good Hell yeah. It could be it could be Halo, Halo, Halo doesn't get counted in most game of the year. By the way, Halo merch has been a joyful and unmitigated disaster. <laughs> exactly. Did either right. you or Mo get the plates? Like the, the actual they, they no, like, no. like glassware. We like we plates. were sharing pictures of the Casual. bed set. Though. Casual. Yeah. There's a bed set. I told my wife because we have a split king now, like an adjustable bed split king. And I was like, it is split. I could technically put on my own Halo bed set. Perfect. Um, and Tainted Brain says, "Are you going to give me the key?" Uh, and the hell I am. Yeah. No. To the, no, to I am the not. <laughs> I think he means to review the game, the key oh, to the game. I thought okay. that's what he meant. No. Maybe it's the Warhog. Don't you? Yeah. You, like yeah. your neighbor's got like a little dirt track kind of thing. Congrats on getting it. on the uh, the review list, by the way, for Halo Infinite. Thank you very much. Deal. That was uh, it was a big deal, especially for me, and it was a moment where I had to sit back for a second and just realize it had actually happened. So. I am, uh, yeah, I am ridiculous. I guess the check cleared. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it was, that, if it was that, that simple, I would have been reviewing I them a I long forgot, time ago. I forgot to tell you that I, I, I have to tell you because you oh. gave Forza Horizon 5 a 10. Yes. I have, I have to do the honor of being the first, I guess, the check cleared comment for you. So you're welcome. I oh, guess the true. check cleared. I guess the check cleared. You paid Microsoft shill. That's yeah, what I have yeah. to say to you, my friend. So. That's right. That's right. And also, congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't my had that comment My thoughts on Halo? Yet. 
I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Okay, yeah, go for go. it. All, all, all it'll come. You gave it ten to Forza Motors or Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, you'll you'll get yeah. you'll get. Hit then again, it. like anyone who does like troll on my reviews or comments or posts or whatever, I I, I never respond to them. I just mute them and move on. It's not worth oh, it. Really? So. Yeah, I never respond. Not ever. I so. read them and laugh and then don't respond either. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's funny. Um, um, yeah, go. My thoughts on Halo are that I'm under NDA for Halo, so I can't <laughs> say really anything. But I will say that you can find all of the IGN news about Halo all month on IGN First. We have news every week coming. Uh, and that I think fans are going to be really excited about some surprises coming up that are super cool and, you and super close and super close. And that if you read my Twitter, you should look at some of my <laughs> tweets, put two and two together. But uh, I can't really talk other than that. And except to say that I'm super excited about all the coverage IGN has prepared for this game. And let I'm me just say that I have to go to California for a family thing that I yeah. really Tread carefully. Don't, don't want to uh, <laughs> from the 17th to the 20th. And I'm now even more regretting that trip. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, Travis doesn't know about the Thanksgiving dinner ains at Spencer's house. Yeah. Me and Philly Spence, you know, we, we cut Turkey together. It happens. That's all right. All right. Yeah. Last thing guys, last thing. I want to talk about Sega. Um, because I want to touch on Sega and what they announced this week, which was um, they announced a strategic alliance was the way they worded it with Microsoft uh, to work basically on creating what they call their super game, which is um, a game that basically is building on the next generation of gaming to be a global uh, kind of cooperative game. I've got the press release right here. Um, so it says this alliance would form a key part of Sega's mid to long term strategy, allowing the business to move forward with their super game, a new initiative for developing new and innovative titles where the key focus is our global online community and IP utilization. Mm. So uh, it says Microsoft and Sega have agreed upon the foundation for this alliance through mutual cooperation, blah, 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 blah. Um, it says, uh, by shifting to a next-generation development platform, Sega can effectively adapt to diversifying work styles and potential infrastructure changes. So this is kind of a weird one because you had some people, of course, treating it like Microsoft had just bought X, uh, Sega, which is not true. And then you had other people saying this doesn't mean anything, which is also not true. Uh, as usual, the truth lies probably somewhere in the middle. Um, <clears throat> so... This is interesting, if nothing else, um, because what it sounds like, I mean, Sega has been trying to evolve for a while. And if you know them as a company, uh, especially their arcade business in Japan, they were already doing this kind of unique thing or moving towards this unique thing where people would play arcade games from their house. This was their vision. Play arcade games from their house and be ranked and have tournaments globally among competitors. So like, you know, you go used to go to the arcade and you'd have a high score and it would be on the thing and, you know, people would come in and play there. What they were trying to do, they announced early this year was exactly that, but globally and online from people at home. So it sounds like what they're trying to do basically is to team up with Microsoft on Azure because we've talked about Azure plenty on the show um, so that they can build some of their future is, is games. It, is it Azure? Azure. I call it Azure. Yeah, it's the same Azure. thing. Um, but so that they can build some of these future games where people can interact probably through multiple platforms, not necessarily just Xbox. We don't know. 
but multiple platforms to play these games and compete globally. But it will be built on a foundation of Azure. So the interesting, I think what makes it a little more interesting is that people like Sarah Bond, who is obviously head of uh, kind of gaming partnerships for Xbox, spoke pretty heavily about this and that she's been talking to Sega and working with them and stuff. So there's there's definitely something here uh, as, as it relates to Xbox as well, I think. We just don't know what yet. But if nothing else, this is interesting. It's, it should be positive for both Microsoft and Sega, which are two of my favorite gaming companies. Um, and so I'm really interested to see what this does in the future. But it, could you imagine, I mean, we kind of have that in a lot of games today, but if Sega yeah. starts to come out and build this kind of global exercise and as games start to expand and become more global, you know, bringing some of their IPs, their classic IPs into a, a global kind of infrastructure across multiple platforms can be very cool. I have no idea what this means. <laughs> None whatsoever. Like all the, the one thing that goes through my head, I'm like, oh man, you know what would be awesome? Like a Yakuza MMO where like everybody just running around your, you know, Camarucho. Like the, the whole the whole arcade thing. Okay. I mean, that's you know, I have no idea. I mean, it, it's just global leaderboards and stuff like that. That, that like was just exist. a reference for something right, they yeah. talked about earlier, but yeah, yeah. This, yeah, I remember that. And they, they closed down a lot of their arcades because of COVID this year. They, I, I know in Japan. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I have no idea what the hell this is going to be. Obviously, it's going to probably be using their servers, their <laughs> Azure stuff. Um, no, you well, yeah, you tell us because I have no clue. What, and it, specifically to your point about Yakuza, and then Travis, uh, go ahead. But it it does say in their IP utilization. So I mean, you have to think that they're thinking of their big yeah, IPs, whether it be Yakuza, cool. whether it be Sonic, whether it be anything else. Sega has a lot of IPs still that are underutilized, and I think uh, they know that they have broad global reach. And Sega just has not been great. Some of their games are very popular, we know, right? But they just have not been great as a company in the past several years, maybe plus of getting those out to a broader audience. And I think this is what they're looking to, uh, you know, this will help them, I think, complement that. But go ahead, Travis. Uh, yeah, so I actually I actually talked to somebody about this yesterday who gave me some uh, information about this. Um, okay. I Yeah, so full disclosure, I have a uh, an, an unnamed Xbox employee who I'm friends with that uh, stays at my place when they are in the, uh, in the Bay Area. And nice. uh, I, I spent the day with that person yesterday. Phil uh, Spencer. We talked about is it Shill yes, Spencer? Phil Spencer. He's <laughs> a couch to sleep on. Um, He's a normal no, guy, though. That's what everybody says. He's a guy. He, he sleeps on a couch. Uh, he, is, he is a normal guy. Yeah, from what I've seen. He, he certainly yeah, he dresses is. like a normal guy. He seems um, like a futon dude. And he yeah, rides coach, as we can tell from his screenshots of him playing uh, hey. xCloud on his phone. So playing does Destiny. Kanye, man. He's also a big Destiny fan. So, that he is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Big Destiny fan. He'll be playing Witch Queen on the 22nd. Let's just put it that way. Um, I think anyway, he'll be this, playing uh, it before the 22nd. <laughs> He's yeah. probably already finished it. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't think so. I Because uh, Bungie used to do on-site reviews that I was a part of, and they stopped doing it um, when when Activision left. So now now all the reviews happen after the servers are live. Um, they, they don't do any early. Oh, I know. But I, I think, I think yeah. Phil is beyond the review club. No, dude, because I, 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 that's it, I, I know how their servers work. You have to either be in their office or you have to uh, be connected to their live servers and their live servers don't exist. Right. Before or you have to be out, Phil so. Spencer. Right. I, I just I would be so surprised if that were true. I'm gonna think, ask even then, I'm going to ask him the next time he's on my room. couch. Go. He's got like a futon at, at 
Bungie. He's probably he's no, like, he's probably he got doesn't. a suite. He does. Yeah, no. I I have been in the Bungie office many times. Let me tell you, he is the. There's a little bit of uh, there was a little bit of coldness after you know they had that uh, exclusivity deal with PlayStation for like six years. There, yeah. I think, I think, I think they're cool now, but they're definitely not at the point where Phil's like got a couch in their place or whatever. Um, Maybe it's anyway. a storage room. Yeah. Well, you, so you know, not. So I was going to try to not get us off topic, but you know the the big kind of rumor that's circulating behind the scenes right now is that no okay that that Xbox that is looking required. to secure their next game, Bungie's next game, which is yeah. uh, Matter, right? Their code name for it. Um, yep. That's what that would be ridiculous. Huge. Yeah, like, that would be like ridiculous. Matter, like like matter that's the code name matter that's like, the code name like, for it or like i'm matter than hell right now no matter m-a-t-t-e-r okay i gotcha yeah but there gotcha. that's bungie's next big game after destiny that they're working on and and the rumor circulating behind the scenes is that xbox is securing that but that's a whole different conversation we have no idea of its validity moving on i even know it existed so indeed anyway so this person that I was hanging out with yesterday. Let's call that person Phil Spencer. Uh, told me uh, just that'll be their code name, Phil Spencer. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's Shill Spencer. Pull, I, pull, I pulled that out of a hat. It's a uh, Shill Spencer. <laughs> uh, they told me that um, this is sort of a. Uh, it's sort of what they've been telling us that they're doing with their model, right? Which is that they're trying to build strategic partnerships, build relationships, and then see if it makes sense for acquisition down the road. And they, you can already see with Sega, there's been a relationship growing. It started with Game Pass and yep. the exclusivity deal with Yakuza, um, yep. Like a Dragon, where they had the marketing, the marketing rights and all that. And it's grown now to them helping with their cloud stuff. And each partner in this relationship has something the other side wants. Xbox desperately wants to get into Japan and Sega desperately wants to improve their performance in the West. And I think that these two companies could help each other a lot. And so yep. they're sort of at the beginning to intermediate stage of a partnership that could become an acquisition. Microsoft is absolutely interested in acquiring more companies in Japan. They already got their first game developer in Japan when they bought Bethesda and they want to do more. Um, and I think this partnership, has made sense so far and it could continue to make sense. But um, for people saying like, oh, this is an acquisition, I think that's obviously jumping the gun. We don't know how the relationship is working yet, but yeah. um, just in my talks with an Xbox employee who I trust and seems to be on the in on these things, it seems like obviously that is where Microsoft would like to go if it makes sense. Sure. And I think Sega is probably open to it if they're um, sort of nesting in uh, in in Microsoft's uh, corner as as much as they had been so far and i i think it would be fantastic because xbox uh desperately needs like the <laughs> japanese creatives on their team uh, and i think sega would be a good choice for yeah them. yeah i mean a lot of us have been asking for sega for a while for obvious reasons but you know one thing just to add here and thanks for the context travis um but one thing to add here that people forget is that sega is part of sammy it's sega sammy and sammy has the power um oh, in the sammy. in Oh, Sammy. Um, but, I, but I mean, you know, it, it's a little different. Uh, it's not like Sega used to be where they're, they're standalone company. But I, I do think of, uh, exact, I think you're exactly right, Travis. And it would just seem to make sense, right? Is You don't just go in and say, we're buying you. Hi, welcome to the team. You know, there, there's a long, long tail on how these things occur. And, uh, you know, Microsoft, obviously, or Xbox, however you want to phrase it, doesn't want to just throw money at them. I mean, Sega has a lot to prove as well, right? 
Um, so you would want to take care to make sure Sega can follow through on some of these ideas and visions and, you know, they're capable of delivering what they want to deliver, um, before you throw that kind of money around. Um, so it's just, it's the fact of the industry, right. Or any industry for that matter, but, uh, it's interesting if nothing else. So I wanted to call it out. I obviously as a Sega stand from many, many years ago, which we've all talked about many times, I, I wish them the best. Um, and I hope, you know, we see something come of this that's bigger and really kind of bring Sega back to the limelight. So it's cool. Axel, what's up, man? Thanks for stopping by, brother. Um, I'm, I'm good with whatever. I mean, it. Well, to, to your point, Dan, here, I'll sell you on this. Yeah. Yakuza and Judgment now get extra development talent and funding. Done. That's all you got to say. <laughs> and, and presumably, uh, Sammy keeps the uh, keeps the rights to all of their IPs for pachinko machines. Yeah. <laughs> right. you, you, you would assume since that's what yeah, they so want to do like with that, right? altered beast you know battle royale and i've been like yeah all right i'm done with that i'll try it out and see altered what happens beast battle royale i think you're <laughs> yeah. on to something there that sounds kind of cool yeah. <laughs> there you go um, and after microsoft acquires sega they get the yakuza team to work on the game we discussed a couple weeks ago i don't remember yeah I mean, say it. I don't, I don't know, know what you're really the, the American Yakuza. Like Mafia? No. <laughs> Mafia 4? Come on, guys. I'm blanking, dude. I'm Man, blanking. I, I'm, yeah. We I'm, spent, I'm, so I can't remember the name of the game, but it's the, uh, it's the, um, why am I? Why am I? All three of us can't remember a big guy. No, it's, it's the, uh, it's the, um, the rapper, uh, oh, the Wu-Tang. Uh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Wu Tang oh, okay. Clan uh, okay. RPG. Yeah, because they, they we already we already saw that yes. Xbox is apparently yes, yes, working yes. on a Wu Tang Clan. They get the Yakuza team, oh, their development yeah. minds yes. to work on the Wu Tang Clan game because yeah. it's a we know it's a new developer, right? That has never made a game before. Has yes, on get some help from the Yakuza so. team. Yes, now I remember. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I, for oh, some reason, good. I couldn't. I was trying to make a reference to the actual game title, and I can't remember the game's title. But it had a. Uh, do you remember it? The Wu Tang game? I can't remember the title. We had a, uh, they have a code name or something for it. Oh, no, I don't. I don't remember it, but it's no. like Shaolin something. No, I'm not. Here. I'm going to look it up. I'm tired. This is the second thing I've learned today. You, yeah. Usually this stuff pops out of my head, but I'm, I'm blanking. Um, I'm my pants. That's all I know. <laughs> Back from the dead, Noof. What's up, guys? Good to see you guys. Um, sorry you're coming in, uh, you're coming in late. We're actually just about to wrap up, but, um, thanks for stopping by. I hope you do catch the show. We had a lot of good conversation today. On a, a bunch of good topics. So, um, why are you looking that up, Travis? I'm going to thank everyone. It's, in the it's, it's just called Shaolin. Shaolin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Code name. Um, but thank you guys, man. It was a fun one today. We obviously went a little long, which is fine. Uh, a lot of good conversation on, it's all good. on reviews. Yeah. 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 Uh, game of the year conversation, uh, the Sega partnership. And yeah, I see, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Fatboy and a few others calling out old IPs for Sega. Of course. I mean, that's, that's where my mind goes right away, of course. So I would, mm -hmm. I would hope to see, you know, some rejuvenation there for some old IPs as well. But you know, just like I said, bringing Sega back to the limelight would be awesome. So hey, uh, you get that Battletoads team on a uh, on alter, an altered beast or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> altered beast, man. You go back and play that game now. Mm -hmm. That game is tough as hell. That's a mm -hmm. really hard. All game. those games are tough as hell. Dude. I know <laughs> that Lion King game. I remember the Lion King game was the first game that made me cry. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, it's probably the only game that made me cry. I played that game as a kid. I must have been six years old. And it was the first time I'd ever played a game that was so challenging. And I had played the Mega Man games yeah. as a kid. 
And I got to that game and I was like, dude, I don't know if I can do this, but I will tell you, I beat that game as a kid. I beat that <laughs> game when it was on the SNES. That's awesome. Like a G. That was Dark Souls before Dark Souls. Six-year-old G. Six-year-old G. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Uh, it's been a fun week. We uh, A couple things to call out. Uh, so that discussion I've been talking about for a few weeks with Colin Moriarty is out there now. Um, it came out last week, I believe, on the 30th. So uh, it's part of his uh, you know $1 Patreon service. But you can find it out there, uh, our conversational Konami IPs. Uh, I did talk to him. I actually may be working with... Uh, Doing a, something else with him in the future, so we'll see uh, how that goes. Um, our Riders Republic and Forza Horizon Five reviews are both out. Uh, what'd you end up giving Riders, by the way? What is your final score? An eight. Me as well. But I know we yes. talked about a previous. I didn't know if that's where you landed. Yeah, on. yeah, I landed on eight. It made sense. It is a it is a great game. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. Better than it's better than good. I wouldn't quite describe it as amazing because of the uh, Fair. server issues and and the fact that the uh, I don't know if you got to the boss events, but the boss events are not good. They're yeah. they're just long races, and I, I was like, these should be like showcase events, like in Forza. Like yeah. I was just like, I couldn't get the comparison of Forza out of my head because they so clearly like drew it's inspiration. Forza Horizon for extreme sports. I mean, it just is. Exactly. Like I even said that in my review. Yeah. yeah. Um, Forza Horizon Five uh, Riders reviews, and then the Vanguard review of the campaign is out by Steve. Now he he has been playing multiplayer. He's going to give some impressions on that. And I think zombies this week. So check that out. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. It's been a great one. Um, if you're on your way out, please hit that like button if you haven't already and uh, share it out. We greatly appreciate it as we, uh, you know, continue to have these chats, but good conversation boys. Um, yeah, anything, anything to call out for next week? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> IGN first and my farming simulator preview. That's it. Farming simulator, baby. <laughs> farming simulator, baby. Yeah. I spent so much time into that preview. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Have a good week. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening later, really appreciate appreciate you as well. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you next week. Peace.